0: Hey there! As we round the bend on this uh, month-long coverage of the Final Fantasy IV saga, uh, I want to make a note that we can only release stuff this frequently and go this in-depth to play two whole JRPGs in a month uh, because of the support that we get on patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. We have a lot of reward tiers, we have a lot of cool stuff that you get even for donating Uh, As little as $2 a month. Um, Go there and check that out. It really does make a big difference for us to be able to go ahead and do this uh, and to uh, up the pace of Watch Out for Fireballs in specific. Thanks so much to everybody who has done that. And thanks so much to anybody who will even go take a look at Patreon.com slash DuckFeedTV. Now, let's do this.
1: This is Gary Butterfield. This is Cole Ross. And this is Watch Out for Fireballs, a Games Club podcast. Yeah. And this week we
0: are continuing our discussion of Final Fantasy IV, um, the after years, I should say. This is part two. Last episode we uh, covered the generalities and the opening chapter about Seodor, along with the chapters for Ridia, Yang, and uh, Palam and Edge um uh, yes. we're going to pick up with porum's tale here as always i would recommend people go back um and listen to at least the generalities of the first uh of the, of mm-hmm. the first episode before coming in again because this is uh chapter based or episode based it ends up being a little uh little strange
1: mm-hmm. yeah you could theoretically listen to the chapters in any order too yeah but that'd be weird yep. <laughs> um yeah i don't recommend it and um, we're going to get right into it too Uh, We have a lot to cover still, because this is a long game. Mm So we're going to get started right away with uh, Purim's Tale, the Vanished Lunar Whale. Uh, A phrase that would make no sense if you didn't play the first game. (laughs) No, yeah. I don't know. I know those are deemed separately. I do not know what they mean together. (laughs)
0: Yes. Um, So last episode, we remarked that uh, Palum gets to be a a real character in this, whereas Purim ends up being a bit of an accessory to him. Um, and that is very much the case here, at least for like the first two thirds of this, of this chapter. Um, what's interesting about this is it does span years. And if you play this in the original WiiWare version, uh, the first portion of the game would actually, of this chapter would be, uh, in the old graphical style.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which is a cool idea. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it, it is, Purim like needs more character development, I think. Yes. To function totally as a character, but uh, since Pallum is interesting, it's okay to get a little bit more attention, I suppose. Yep. Um, So this is mostly about Purim supporting her man, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Pallum, as he tries to become a sage.
0: Yes. Um, And this involves uh, trying to walk in Tella's footsteps, Tella being the sage, you know, from the main game. And so they are on this uh, kind of quest to go to Capo and uh, also to uh, go through the underground waterway, because why
1: not? Why not? because it was a dungeon that Tello was in. Mm-hmm. Um so you get through it you get to the same part where you jump off the waterfall, you do it and there's another version of the octomammoth. Um this one is the one that has separate tentacles, that was what I was thinking of when we covered him in the main episode. Yes. Um some of them can do leech.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um and uh he is uh it's got kind of an ice aspect to him. So, yes. You know, leaning into uh Palum's skills. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a little bit later, uh, they are kind of reconnecting with Ridia, and she wants them to, uh, take her to the Fae March, you know, so she can see her parents because so she, she can see, uh, Leviathan and, uh, and, and Asura. And so we work our way there to deliver her and with the idea being like, oh, Powell must go see the Fey March and the
1: summon monsters, because again, being a sage. Yes. Even though Tella doesn't have any connection to them. Nope. You know, it's a little bit, this is, this is a weak thing that you're doing. Yeah. Uh, this is <laughs> inconsequential at best. <laughs> yep. Um, then we go back to the present day. So it's just it's it's like hidden hidden our uh our quota of dungeons. Um, we go back to the present day. Uh the elder wants for him to investigate uh what is going on in Mountain Ordeals. And no cane's hanging out there. That's where he went after Final Fantasy IV. Mm-hmm. But you know, hey, go go check it out. Yes. <clears throat> um so she heads off. Yeah. Uh, and you have your uh your support mages and stuff. Um yeah. at the very top,
0: at the very summit of Mountain Ordeals, uh you end up uh getting swarmed by the undead.
1: Yes. But not uh after you on your way back, after you go into the uh, the room of trials or whatever, the thing where Cecil became a paladin, and when you go in there all the mirrors are shattered. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So so you head back, um Undead starts warming you um in a fight that feels like you could literally just take. Yeah. But uh <laughs> for the fifth time, uh Cain jumps in and saves you from a plot mandated battle of death. Yes. Yeah.
0: Um yep. and so he decides, Hey, I'll come with you because I'm ready to come down from the mountain.
1: I have done yeah. all I've done all the developing
0: that I need to do. So let's go back to Masidia. I want to uh I want to go see Cecil.
1: Yes. Uh, however, Masidia has been attacked. Like anytime anyone goes anywhere, like their home hometown gets attacked. <laughs> it right. keeps happening. Yeah. Um it's under attack. Um you kind of can kind of walk around and there are some like boss enemies that are here as well. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to just regular enemies walking around, those little cloaked yeah, guys that represent yeah. monsters. Um so there's a Steel golem. Um we might remember him from I think the Theodore, challenge dungeon. That was a mithril um, golem, but it was similar. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, same, same basic template, just a palette swap. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Blood Eye, another Araman kind of pallet swap. Yeah, yeah. Type.
0: And then after you do enough fights, the mysterious girl arrives and kind of cuts down the Elder. Um, yes. And instead of helping you, um, you know, take this out, instead of, you know, standing with Porim and the Elder, Kane decides, all right, well, here's what I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to work with her. Because his mission is to kill Cecil. And if working with her to steal the crystals is the way to get him closer uh, to succeeding at that, then he will
1: betray anybody that he needs to. Yeah. So essentially, like, he has the crystal, the Mycidia crystal. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'll give this to you if, you if you know, if you allow me to, to do this. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, so it's, oh, why, why does he want to kill Cecil? Uh, we'll find <laughs> out. That is the thing of import. So I can't say this chapter has not advance the plot. I will say the two little mini dungeons in the past that you did Uh huh. <laughs> so it is it ends up being a frustrating chapter because yeah. something actually does happen, but you spend a lot of time just yeah. crufting it out.
0: And it sucks because like you're 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 approaching orthogonally something that is very interesting, and we can talk about this because it's not really revealed until you get to the to the conversation that happened in the final dungeon. But like Palom's quest to become a sage is doomed to fail. Like he cannot actually learn white magic. It is not for him. And working with Leonora was You know, what kind of made him realize that, that like, like literally his, his role is to work with Purim in order to, you know, help serve and lead, um, and, and, and lead Masidia right? Like that realization that your goal that you've had for an incredibly long time, you know, is not going to work out for you and how you deal with that and how that affects your kind of growth and maturity is a very cool thing that is kind of touched on in this when we see like the youthful exuberance that Palom had toward even just being in the same place where Tella was. It's not underlined. It is not hit
1: directly enough in the course of this. Nor does it end up, he ends up being more or less okay that he decides not to do it. Right. Right. Which also does not end up having very much. It's not like this is a story of his arc of acceptance of that. mm -hmm. It's three little like scenes from that arc with you know, without the connecting tissue between, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not that there wasn't time for it, which is the frustrating thing. Like there's time yeah. for anything they wanted to do. There's so much wasted time in this game.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but it's like, so the idea would have been like, you could, you could do that story that you're, you're talking about, but this is, that happens in the margins and you have to kind of figure it out yourself. Mm-hmm. It ends up being at the end when we get to, to Palum and he decides like, no, I realize I can't do that. He's just kind of okay with it. And we're just kind of okay with it. hmm you know, it ends up being very not dramatic Yeah. Like, uh, in kind of an amazing way. Like it is it's hinting at something that would be a cool story and they decide not to do it. Yeah. You know, uh, for for no reason, like to mm-hmm. do other things that were not as good. Yeah. You know, so it's like the, the game is at the very least like one of the things I think about when I think about the uneven quality of this game is that do the people who make it, do they think that all of the stuff is of equal import? that's a, you know did they think these characters yeah. that is a crazy is a, it, would, it would be crazy right or, mm-hmm. they, or that all these characters are equally well developed mm-hmm. you know do they think that like is it like because if so like i don't i don't know how you could think that and if they <laughs> don't think that though why did you put it out like this right <laughs> you know nobody wants to make bad work like was it a budget thing was it a time thing what happened mm-hmm. here because there are hints at something kind of better right. I don't know where to put the blame. Yeah. But so, it, the but fact that there are good things make the bad things stand out a lot.
0: It does me. because there are good ideas. They have good ideas, but they they don't seem to be able to recognize when they are good. Because if you have a good idea and recognize like, oh, we're onto something here and this is going to be interesting and worth paying attention to and worth not just dedicating our time to in development, but the player's time in consuming it. Yeah. You do everything you can to
1: support that
0: and put yeah, it forward. Into your
1: strength. Yeah. and then this this definitely doesn't do it whereas like so so we played something called palum's tale yes um tale should have been that arc Uh uh-huh you know it it loses so much by doing this kind of rashomon limited time scale uh you know being able to play in any order thing Mm -hmm. you know all these characters that do have an arc if their arc was self-contained within their Mm tail you know play around with time more just lean into that character development don't do as many, like, wasted dungeons and re- repetitions from Final Fantasy 4. Mm-hmm. You know, like, th- it's weird because uh Pelham going and doing that Tella thing is a repetition from Final Fantasy. It's the only one that makes sense. Right. It's because he's literally following in Tela's footsteps. Like, don't do that in the other things where it doesn't make sense. And just have this be like, oh, you know, Yang's Tale is about him coming to, like, his daughter. And then I guess that does kind of happen in that one. But, yeah. like... You know, there there's Purium's Tale should have contained this. Mm-hmm. Kane's Tale should contain Kane's thing. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't contain it, it just kinda of sets up for it. Right. You know, the, these uh it ends up being pretty frustrating that mm-hmm. and then you, you can do the final chapter and have everyone have arrived. Yes. You know, every character has changed, every character has kind of grown a little bit, now they're ready to take on this ending, mm-hmm. and then cut the final dungeon about fifteen floors. <laughs> and I think you would you would have a better game. Right. You know, not perfect, but it would have been a lot better. And just like the fact that they hinted the stuff is very frustrating to me.
0: Yeah. So (sighs) missed opportunities make me sad.
1: Super, super missed opportunity is like, uh, and this one too. So we're going to get to another, like, this is, this is my favorite tale mm-hmm. is, uh, Edwards. I think this is the strongest one, right? Um, gameplay wise, there's some excrement in <laughs> this, but it is like, nobody acts like an idiot. There are some actual kind of like, like I was genuinely surprised by something in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it uses the language and cadence of a twist to actually have something the player hasn't figured out already. Mm-hmm. So let's get into it where this is actually kind of good. And then. After this, I think it kind of goes back to soup, but this is good, yes, I think,
0: yeah, uh so Edward's tale uh, called Starcross Dampsian. um you know Edward is kind of struggling as a king, like he is trying to do what he can to help everybody, and he has put the kingdom into just tremendous debt, trying to prop up this reconstruction uh and you know correct for uh
1: basically all these catastrophes that have left them where they're at, yeah, yeah, and he he has a uh... Five thousand gold when you start with them. Yeah. So this debt has been is going into his pocket for <laughs> sure. Um. So he's uh he's kind of talking about this with his like master of coin, his mm-hmm. like secretary, uh, Harley. Yeah. Um. Again, a weird name. Who is a hot librarian archetype. Yep. <laughs> uh, weirdly enough. Yeah. Um. And she's obviously like total wide on, like for for Edward. Yeah. Very
0: uh very into him uh, as a person, but she is kind of couching that in this you know, very kind of stodgy professionalism, you know, that's yes. happening and kind of the key kind of point of tension between the two of them. And the thing that is keeping Edward back is his fixation, his sense of guilt that he has over Anna's death, over yes. Tela dying for him. Basically he's never moved on, never stopped grieving and never stopped feeling inadequate um, from the events of the main game, you know, 17 years later and like he's trying his Best to be this administrator, but is ultimately failing because of these hang ups.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the meteor lands. So this that's where we're at in time. Um, and uh, you guys, you know, you uh, you head over to investigate it. Um, again, they underline, underline this color out of space thing like it's actually affecting the Earth. The Earth is sick. Um, some guards uh, from Baron show up and say, hey, don't worry about this.
0: Like Baron <laughs> this will take is, care of the meteor. This is our jurisdiction.
1: Yes, um, it's a little bit suspicious, and again, to his credit, the reason why this is the best chapter is Edward acts like it's suspicious. yeah, yeah,
0: like this you know, is he's... no good, like we need yeah. to actually go and talk with them because there should be no reason for Baron to be extending their reach into our like our literal backyard
1: yes, um, so you're gonna head to Baron, you're gonna do it on by foot. um I can't remember why you don't do a ship. I think they don't even really talk about it it's like it technically landlocks you and have to, but like. Mm-hmm. They forgot how to invent hovercrafts or something. <laughs> um, so you go through the underground waterway. You know, we just did this, but we go through it again. This way, the back way. So it's a little bit more interesting mm-hmm. um, because, again, history keeps repeating itself. Um, Harley gets desert fever.
0: Yes. So, uh, you know, like she's she she was fatigued to step foot on the desert and that is what causes it to uh, you know, to to, to set in. So they rush her to Capo, put her in the same bed you know where Rosa yes. was. Uh literally the same person and they've they remarkable about that a remarkably beautiful woman from Baron uh was sick here. They say she's the queen now or something like that. It um, keeps happening. Yeah. Um and Edward is now alone. You know, they had some people with him, some dancing and soldiers. Uh and he decides like okay, well, it's time to rush and go back. Um, and get to the Ant Lion's den to get the cure for this because he does not want Harley to die on his watch. He doesn't you know, like that would break him.
1: <clears throat> so he and this this is a this is the the shitty part of this, I yes. think. Um so he decides to do it alone, which is uh yes for drama purposes, but not even that. Mm-hmm. You know, this is so dumb. What are the guards gonna do yeah. <laughs> watching over Harley? Like they're guards. Yeah, they K-O's fight they're fighters. it's a fucking paradise. <laughs> it's a paradise, these are your fighters, you leave them there. It's so stupid. Mm-hmm. It's it's so incredibly stupid, and we just go back through the dungeon again. Yep. So we just did it, like literally just now. Like I like my jaw dropped. <laughs> like it was like, oh, you're gonna make me actually go through that again? Are you are you absolutely are you nuts?
0: Yeah, my uh, you know. my jaw dropped as well because I forgot that they did that. I thought that there was like a like oh the for some reason the 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 hovercraft is here. Like they they obviously wouldn't they wouldn't do that.
1: No, they do. And you go there, you get to the ant lion's den. You don't have to fight the ant lion, which is like the the time that doesn't happen uh, in this and then you go back through again um you only go halfway through mm-hmm. but in this you know two hour section you do the same dungeon two and a half times yeah uh, after having just done it twice already mm-hmm. in different chapters yeah it's, it's bonkers it's unforgivable it's not yeah. uh,
0: it is it is a terrible decision that i cannot see the logic for aside from like hey anybody who's played final fantasy 4 will know that being stuck with edward uh by himself like, that is a strange and bad thing. Like, like that is a, a tough situation
1: to be in. And and if that's what they're going for, like, so the idea behind this, I think, is a redemption thing. Because he's universally considered the most useless and bad Final Fantasy IV character. Mm-hmm. Um, and they redeem, and the smart thing they do is make him smart. Uh huh. You know, he is, he is a capable ruler. Like, they actually make him not, a, you know, a dipshit. I can get behind that super hard Mm -hmm. the mechanical part of it though like the doing that dungeon alone and doing it multiple times in a sort of succession is is really really hurts my heart Mm -hmm. like it's just like man i just don't get it Mm um so you get back um on your way back you run into the baron you run into robbers yeah uh who knock you off a bridge and that's how you get out
0: Um, (laughs) that's the shortcut it push like they 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 push the king into the river and that takes him right where he wants to go thank goodness (laughs) god bless
1: um you get there you cure her then you're sick and here's the thing because this game had done or this chapter done so much to like destroy my goodwill Uh i was like oh edward has desert fever and she's gonna have to go do the thing now and how like i wouldn't be that surprised at this point like it would be i would laugh but also i would quit Right, <laughs> because that you know what you're, you 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 know what you did. Yeah, it's literally, right. like you're again. When I say this game is trying to stop you from playing it, uh-huh. this is what I'm talking. I mean, it doesn't do that, but right. the fact that I would believe that would do it that it went up to that precipice and didn't go to it. Yeah, the game doesn't want you to play it. Yeah, like like, you're, it just you're, like
0: it's it's a it's a goodwill deficit. You know, we talk yeah. about that as a currency that a game builds and spends. They are deep, deep in the red, just like Dancing. yeah,
1: Yes, yeah, they they are doing. A, oh man, wait for the the twelfth level chest defense. <laughs> That, that is that that's what was that on purpose, you know, because they're trying to, you know, put you in his shoes. Wait, wait a minute. Um, so, so 11
0: years ago, squ- or sorry, nine years ago, square for us all that we would you that we would talk about goodwill as currency.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah apparently so. They're 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 uh, they're doing the ultimate uh, the, the the ultimate 10 steps ahead. Um, this is just it's just bonkers. So that that doesn't happen. But just the fact that I thought it might mm-hmm. um, instead you uh, this is where you get on a ship uh, finally, um, because there's that cave in. Mm-hmm. Um, over there, and you uh, you race uh, Yang to Baron before his uh, he runs out of fuel. Right. In a moment of levity that is perhaps out of place, yeah. um, but you eventually get to to Baron, um, and you you picked some uh, some Damsian flowers. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, Martin. like w- w- real quick, let me put together a gift for him. Yes. Yeah. Um, and you talk to Cecil, and Cecil is curt, you know, and polite, but decides, yeah, don't worry about the meteor. It's good to see you. Well, on your way now. <laughs> Yeah, like just not, you
0: know, not being warm the way that he, yes. that he otherwise would be, you know, seeing the king of his neighboring kingdom who he fought a literal war with. So, yeah, his old friend.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And so Edward doesn't push the issue. Like he just leaves it like, okay, well, go do what you're going to do. Also, as is customary, I brought you some kind of tribute. Have this vase of very delightful flowers.
1: Yes. Um, and then uh, Cecil says, thank you. Here's a gift to you. They head out when they're on the ship uh edward says like hey that's not cecil which like it's taking this long but thank god like somebody you know <laughs> uh is doing that and he's like he would have recognized that. i actually send him echo grass which is like operates as like a bug uh-huh you know so they can listen which is pretty great you know that that's cool
0: yeah
1: um they get to overhear cecil and the mysterious girl talking uh-huh uh on exactly. the ship
0: now that he's away it's the perfect time for us to go and get the crystal from him
1: yes um, and he recognizes what Cecil gave to him because, again, Edward's like the non-idiot in this game, uh, <laughs> as, as a, a carnelian signet. Yeah. So, like Harley yeah. says, why don't you open the gift? And like that would be a really bad idea, actually. Yeah. Yep. Um. So when the, you go back to uh, to Damien, uh the mysterious girl shows up, of course, and your whole uh, kind of your your throne room is crowded with with enemies, soldiers, and the mysterious girl, and you open the signet. Mm-hmm. um rosa shows up there too i think um, uh, yeah
0: i believe that she has
1: like made her way there in the in the intervening time yes yeah uh, which is kind of weird it throws you off but you still blow up the the castle right you fucking you Cersei it and <laughs> the um it's a cool moment it's yes. a cool thing to do yeah you know so like where is like where is where is that kind of like drama and intrigue anywhere <laughs> else in this you know it, it's a cool segment like this this stretch from meeting cecil to getting back to damsian is like mm-hmm. the strongest this gets kind of plotting and pacing wise i think yeah
0: yeah and you know it can't be said enough it builds edward up to this huge degree that like he may not be a competent fighter but you know he is more capable as a ruler than he gives himself credit
1: for yes yeah yeah um which i dig
0: yeah uh the Um, the challenge dungeon for this uh it's you know some dialogue challenges about making money uh it's kind of similar to the um Oh, Cecil's Challenge from the Challenge Dungeon at the end of the GBA version of Final Fantasy 4 a little bit. So, yes. like, you go through, you do all this stuff, and uh, at the end, um, based on your uh, the way you handle that and your encounters and stuff, uh, you can buy your treasure. You know, these exorbitantly expensive things.
1: Yes. Um, is this also the one where you go, or does it come later, where there's, like, the memberships as well? So, like, there's exclusive clubs in this dungeon? I'm thinking are something later, because I read about <laughs> these, I didn't do them. I think that's this, but I don't remember it. i I didn't Uh, i didn't
0: do this one this time i did a couple but not this one
1: yeah you get at some point the joke here is you get um like a a sexy lingerie like dominatrix outfit Hmm. for for your librarian character for for some reason or another yeah
0: Let's move on to Kane's tale, the return of the dragoon, um, and this is again we're getting to a bit of a climax. A bit like we've seen Kane betray, you know, betray them. We have inklings that the uh, that the hooded man might be him, but you know the game is doing its best to misdirect us away from that. So let's right. you know actually figure out like, is it, like are we going to be in the you know in the shoes of the villain of this story or one of them and. You know this actually begins, you know, on Mount Ordeals. You know when he hears a voice calling him into the Mirror Room, right?
1: Yes, yeah, which we mentions. Um, <clears throat> then you know, we, so he goes in the Mirror Room. He rescues Forum, which we we've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we cut to so this is actually doing a thing where they're not just making us play through things again. Right, like we're seeing little scenes to catch us up. Um, we see Dark Kane uh, make the deal with the mysterious girl, say like, "Yes, I I'll give you the crystal if I get to kill kill Cecil." And then we find the mirror room and it's broken, which more or less tells you what you need to know. Right. Like right. it's, it, you know, it's, it's putting those things next to each other. So you figure it out.
0: Yeah. And this is like pre title sequence for this. Each of these chapters have their own little title card for it. Yeah. Uh, so actually uh, play as Kane as he follows the mysterious girl through the devil's road um, and trying to pump her for information. And she is aloof and distant and basically just saying, I can help you do what you want to do. Come with me and
1: help me. Yeah, Because you are, you're inferior beings. Yes. Um, Again, I don't have to tell you anything. Um, So you got to continue. You you follow her through that. You get to Baron's throne room. Uh, And she like switches. Yeah, she bait and switches. Yeah, she catfishes. Yeah, Cecil's
0: not here. (laughs) But if you want to get close to him, guess what? You can help me do because I'm after the crystals and I uh, have a feeling that you've grabbed some crystals in the past.
1: You've been known to (laughs) this is something that's on your resume. Yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, so, um, and then he basically agrees to do this. He's not happy about the uh, about this, but he'll do whatever he needs to do. This is where it cuts, it breaks, and we get to the, um, we get to what happened at the end of Theodore's chapter. We have the hooded man and Theodore, you know, at Mist, um, and you continue their journey fleeing over the cliff, um, you know, to get to Capo and to get through the waterway to, uh, to Damseon. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um, do you, I can't remember, do you go through the dam again? or the waterway?
0: Is this, <laughs> let, let me, let me look at the fact real quick because I would, be, I would believe it either way. Uh, I feel yeah. I feel like
1: it might be. So
0: yes, yes, you do.
1: Pretty bonkers. <laughs> um, you have a different character, but still that's not enough.
0: Yeah. Again, yeah. Like that context
1: around these party shakeups is important.
0: Yeah. And there are a couple of other repetitions too. Like you stop at capo and take a rest. Um, and you know, after you go, go over the, the, the cliff and, uh, some zombie guards attack you in the inn.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, so you eventually get there and you find uh, Rosa's there and Sita's is there and they're both kind of in exile from their kingdom. Um, and Kane is very focused on Rosa. Right. Uh, uh you know. <laughs> Oh, oh, well, it, it cuts. It actually, it, it, it oh, c- yeah. You know, yeah, you're right. Like, there, <laughs> yeah. So it keeps switching back and forth. This is a little bit confusing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sure. I, I should have reflected that in the notes. Um, so, you know, like after you have been, you know, after you get through and you're starting to approach, it cuts to, uh, to, you know, to Kane appearing in, uh, in, in, in Um, and Rosa and Sitter there again in exile. Um, and Kane, the one who is in the dark armor, is really focused on Rosa. Like, he is here, yes, for the crystal. But like, hey, well, while while I'm here, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, while while I'm up, hey, holla, um, yeah. And so, it's uh, it's it's no good. And before he is able to do what he wants to do to grab the crystal and to
1: take Rosa, the Hooded Man arrives. Yes, um, and he reveals himself that he is the real Kane, mm-hmm. Uh and they fight. Yeah, um, and he he destroys his evil self. So. This is, you know, Mount Ordeals creates like a shadow universe version of yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh, this one escaped. Yes. Uh, escaped and
0: caused a lot of havoc. So all of those times that we saw Kane stealing some of these, uh, you know,
1: stealing the crystals, uh, this was Dark Kane doing it. In this game. Yes. In the previous ones, he was, you know, all he's still stolen a lot of crystal. That's Golbez mind control. Yes. This is just a coincidence. That's what I mean. That, like in in, in yeah. this game. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um. Um, so you flash back to the, you know seeing this uh, that kind of split in the thing, and Darkane's uh, true purpose is horny for Rosa. Yes, um, he yeah. wants to get Rosa. He doesn't like that yeah. he's been friend zoned. <laughs> well, um, remember that like Kane at the
0: end of the previous game, he was very regretful that 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 part that part of him was what allowed Golbez to wedge you know to to, to wedge his way in to make this yeah. uh, you know to to, to make a uh, mind control play. Um, yes. And so like he fled to Mount Ordeals to try and get better <laughs> basically yeah. to, you know, to cleanse himself and to actually become a warrior who would not just immediately uh, take, you know, turn on his friends. Yes. Um, and he didn't. He fucked up. He had yeah. 17 years to do it and he didn't. <laughs> well, he pushed it down and pushed it down and pushed yeah. it down and turned out he was right next to the room that would take
1: that um, part that he pushed down and turned it into a whole, turned it into a whole new person. Yeah. Um, turn it into Cassandra Nova. Yeah. Bigger. I. This is just supporting. My Kane should have been executed. Stance. <laughs> like all the problems in the world of Final Fantasy IV would end if Kane was killed, <laughs> immediately. So, well, um, by
0: slaying his evil self, uh, he is able to ascend, much in the way that uh, Cecil ascended by slaying his dark self. You know, the voice appears. You know, it's his voice, very weak at the you know at this point, and confers holy dragoon status on Kane. Uh, and so he tra- yes. you know he changes from the hooded man into basically this dragoon version of a paladin.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A holy dragoon. Yeah. Um, Which is a thing, I suppose. Um, (laughs) There's kind of like, there's a little bit of subtext in this where like, Seador has been hanging out with him. Mm -hmm. Um, And Seador can use spears. There's like a little bit of mechanical. So like Seador wants to follow in his footsteps. This gets Mm -hmm. revealed later. Yeah. Um, But there's a little bit of like groundwork being laid for that uh, here with it. All the time they're spending together. Yeah. You know, so uh, a moment of subtlety, that is uh you know that is rare yeah. um the challenge done there's a challenge in here it is an ancient castle that's kind of in disrepair so there are lots of secret passages and kind of uh invisible walkways and shit you have to find ways to uh to navigate it yeah
0: So the next chapter, uh, it's the Lunarians tale. Um, and this will show kind of that this is not just a concern for the blue planet. Um, there's also been groundfall. There's been, um, planet fall by the mysterious girl on, you know, the, the, the moon where the Lunarians are resting. Right. And yes. we actually start in the chamber of sleep. We start
1: at the very bottom of, uh, of the, of the lunar core. Yes. Yeah. Um, kind of waking up, um, you know, and you can check in with the other sleeping Lunarians, but none of them will check up. You know, nobody answers. <laughs> right. There's just again, they're in like weird uh, cryo sleep. Right, right. This As is the this
0: is the this is the chamber that is beyond where you fought Zeromas. Like it's where yes. it's it's where Kluya, or not Kluya, where fusia and Golbez uh went to at the end of the, of the of the previous game, um and that's who you're controlling here. You are controlling uh fusia You know plays very similarly similarly to before, um and as Golbez he is so named and you will recognize him from the end of Ridia's chapter, um and Edge's
1: chapter as being, yeah the man in black. The, the man, yeah, they're revealing things now. Yes. So near the end. Yeah. So you're pretty much just making your way through this. After you leave, you're making your way through, like, Moon Dungeon. Yeah. yeah. You're climbing back out um, in
0: reverse order where you went before. Uh, it has tough enemies, but you are leveled for it. Like, Golbez is an incredibly effective character.
1: Who yeah. Who you might They're, end up they, using through to the end of the game. Me too. Like, they, they, they want you. It feels like they want you to use Golbez, and he is he's tough.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and it, it's at least a little bit novel, too. Like, yeah. it's not like somebody they just introduced out of nowhere. It's somebody <laughs> who I liked from the first game. Right. It's cool to have a choice to, you know, a chance to actually use them.
0: Yeah. But you climb your way out and you get to the surface and you end up having to walk over, uh, you know, from the Crystal Palace. Um, but not before you notice that in the Crystal Palace, the, 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 the crystals have changed. They are now the color of blood. They, they yeah. Are, you know, like something something is wrong. Some new presence has arrived that is
1: like turning them or activating them. Yes. Um. Yeah and afterwards you continue to do so <laughs> you continue to move through uh the lunar face again just to kind of uh, to escape right right there's very sure. little like plot
0: movement in this it is just like we are trying to work our way out they decide hey you know we need uh Bahamut's help we you know we we need to figure this out you can't get into the lair of the father before you go and check out the impact crater here um yeah. and it is very similar to the way it was before honestly like even on, on the Blue Planet side, I uh, you know it's more Colorado space stuff. You're doing some jumps. It's
1: got jumps. Yeah, yeah, it's got jumps. There, there's not a there's not a lot to it. So no, like, no. It is easy to essentially they're just revealing like, hey, that's who the man in black was. Right, right. Yeah.
0: Um, at the bottom of the uh, the impact crater, you end up fighting the mysterious girl. The difference here is that you can beat her. Like you have to. Yeah. This is not a hopeless fight.
1: Yes. Which yeah. uh, which is this, is cool. It's a little too little, too late for me yeah to yeah. do this like this end like it's cool it's i'm glad that you're able to fight her it's it's making i think that they, what they want is you hate her so much because she came through and insulted you all these times mm-hmm. um i hate her for gameplay reasons i hate yeah. her because of what she's doing to the plot and the pacing not it's not a good hate it's not like king joffrey hate it's god this again
0: hate. <laughs> right you know? um she's also fighting you like she has summoned to sura um yeah to you know to uh to to, to assist her as well um but yeah you're right like you are taking her out. What's interesting about this is like you kill her. She's she's gone. Like it's not like she is going to wake up or teleports away. Like she's done. And yeah. because of what we know about the chronology, the mysterious girl shows up later than this. Yes. So something isn't isn't quite
1: adding up. Yeah, she went to the dark mirror room as well. <laughs> um th- there's just a bunch of her. Yeah, spoiler. Yes. Um what else do you do in this? I, mean, I think that's, that's pretty much the end, right? Like it, no, it's a very no. direct. You know, what, what else uh, do you you, tell me? you
0: you go to the lair of the father. Um. And go. Oh yeah. And, you go and, and get Bahamut. Yeah, and, and go through and go through that as well, because like you know Bahamut's going to be your only, your only hope for this. But the problem is, you know, even though you killed her, um, the mysterious girl appears and quite easily and quite handily enslaves Bahamut. Yes. Uh, which puts this before all of this happened. Like she landed here and got these crystals first. Yeah. Yeah. And then you end up having to make this run back through the lunar subterrain, uh, you know, because she has, you know, decided that she's going to end the Lunarians while, you know, while she's at it. And you have gone all the way back through the lunar subterrain until you end up having to fight Zoromis's malice.
1: Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which, you know, a little callback. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, there's still there's still some more Zeromus... Uh, shadows, echoes kind of floating around here. Yeah, yeah. And so
0: her presence has awakened it. This is, you know, again, it is the um, you know, the very hatred that he embodies. And um, Fusia uh, says like, hey, I'll deal with this. Golbez, you're needed on the planet. And he uses uh, maybe the last of his power. It's left uh, it is left um, up to mystery to teleport Golbez away away from his people, away from one of his only relatives, and we are given this montage um of like a bunch of scenes from Golbez's life that led up to here. Starting with um this is where they put the extra development that was put into the um the DS version the G- of Final yeah, Fantasy the- IV. Those scenes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, the, uh, like- yeah, those scenes
1: about Kluya, and about about his mother dying, etc. Yeah. Um just a little bit of of that backstory. Yeah. Uh for him. Um, but that—that is—that's how it ends. Yeah. Is after you get kind of teleported away. Um, so now we're in the final, uh, the second to final chapter, the first kind of meaty, meaty ones, mm-hmm. um, and the idea here is that. Uh, It's called The Crystals, The Planet Eaters, Mm -hmm. and you have to import So all these games, all these chapters had individual saves. You import them all uh, if you're playing on the original After Years version of this, and it kind of takes your last save, the character state of your last save in that chapter, Mm -hmm. and imports them all. And you are going through, this is the only uh, open world chapter where you actually have some freedom, and you're essentially going around recruiting everybody uh, and gaining back your summons. Is the idea here? Yeah.
0: So what is happening is, you know, all of these events have uh, left the world without its crystals. And something that people have noticed before um, and is very uh, kind of marked now is that the moon is getting bigger. And as it gets bigger, these new disasters are happening elsewhere in the world. That combined with just the general, the general savagery that the mysterious girl has laid out leaves all of these towns and kingdoms um, having their own catastrophes that you end up having to solve. Um, you being, you're playing as Ridia, Luca, Edge, and the Man in Black, um, you know, having you know, control of the Falcon from the end of Edge's chapter.
1: Yeah. And the, these catastrophes are all, uh, Eidolon-based. Yes. Pretty much. Like, the, the Mysterious Girl has let her Eidolons off while, you know, Majora's Mask is coming to smash into the world. Right. There. Um, as this is happening, um, you're getting these little intercut things with a showdown in Baron's throne room, right?
0: Because Edward Um, and Edward and Kane and everybody have decided, okay, it's time to take this to Cecil's front door. Yeah.
1: I, I found those, those little intercuts very frustrating because they reveal like one line at a time. Yeah. And it is by far the thing I am much more interested in at this point. I do not give a shit about getting my summons back. I almost never use them other than the most Uh, powerful ones. Right. And, uh, yeah, up it, I just really want it, but it, they trickle that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of bonkers. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. So let's hit these little stops on the way here. Like, these are just kind of, these scenarios are like one-line summaries almost.
1: Yeah. Yep. Um, so you in, end in Kaipo. Um, you are uh, actually in Barren. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you go to the, the town, um, there are tons of zombie infantry uh, floating around. The citizens, everything's locked up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, so you kind of
0: clear that out. And you can't get into Barren Castle. Um, uh, yes. not even by the waterway,
1: even though I'm sure they would have wanted you to go through that dungeon again. I'm amazed that they didn't have you go through <laughs> it and have the locked door at the end. <laughs> it would have been their MO. Jeez. Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> you go to, you go to capo and, um, it's overrun with selves actually. yeah. Uh, and you figure out why they have come up from the underworld. They are not, um, they're not under the mysterious girls control. Um, they are instead here trying to protect Gang and Ursula, who are laid up where where, where Rosa was. So because you, of that whirlpool. Yeah. So you go to uh, Fabul and you talk to Sheila and say, "Hey, we need we need your help." Uh, I forget what problem you solve there, but it's pretty minor in the scheme of things. She gives you a frying pan and a spoon or a ladle, I, I guess, and you have yeah. to use those, you know, to, to 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 bonk them. And I like that you bonk
1: Sheila with the with the smaller one because she's younger. Yeah. It's, it's a it's a it's, it's a funny it's pretty cute yeah yeah um yeah so you, you get them uh back and when they when you show up they they join you on the um your ship but you can't use them right away right right yeah they're sick or they're they're just don't want to do it mm-hmm. um sand got overrun with ant lions because that's the monster for that area um they're peaceful they just kind of walk around like dorks mm-hmm. um they, they look really silly but this is where harley's at so you recruit her yeah, uh, and then never use her again
0: because yeah. gil-toss gil is not a useful thing. Yeah, we <laughs> forgot to mention that that's what she has, but... Yeah. Um, Mysidia is under assault by Ramu. You know, you have to survive mm-hmm. your battle against him until Radia can talk some sense. So, you know, it's not about winning. It's just about doing enough damage uh, and staying alive long enough. Um, and this um, causes Purim to leave the Elder
1: Side to join you, knowing that there is hope. There is a fight for her to join. Yes. Uh, Troya is all boarded up. Um they don't know what happened to Pollen and the Lone Stone Dungeon. Um, but it's also cold here mm-hmm. uh because Shiva is acting the fool and you have to fight her. Yes. Um, which after you beat her, um this gets you Palm and Lenora. Yeah, Lenora. You you uh you you unstone them. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um Evalon
0: is a little bit more involved. Uh it's under assault by a Freet, um and you have these uh melt golems who are going around and propagating the flames, kind of keeping the door to the throne room blocked away. Mm-hmm. Um and so you have to go around avoid fights with a freet again, you know, like he will pop up randomly. You have to run away because otherwise he will kill you very quickly. Kill these milk golems in order to get in and have your final assault. Um edge is taken out and he has kind of this flashback or this appearance of uh Rubicante. Rubicante, he shows up and says like, "Hey, Um, I thought there you know (laughs) I wouldn't have thought that you would die to something so weak you know it it just it wouldn't it wouldn't be right he appears and teaches a band that will cause uh, fire damage
1: to a freet essentially burning him out yes yeah it's part of this kind of longer thread with edge and Mm Rubicon there that is like very like kind of strange because Rubicon in the first one uh, is kind of noble like heals your party um, and that's kind of you know, the extent of the hints that he's, he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird in this one where they kind of make him go kind of full on regretful. Mm-hmm. And then all of the elemental th- beings are kind of portrayed as good guys. Yeah. Uh, in this, it's a strange thing that I'm not totally convinced by. Mm. I think it's fine, but I just don't. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't really, I don't really get it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it when we get there. Cause I, I kind of yeah. like that. This is this is the hint of it. Yeah. So it it gives him a little bit a little bit more shade than just him being any of the other elemental fiends, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, we go to Agart, uh, which is shuttered because of all these earthquakes. Of course, Titan is in charge. Um, mm-hmm. in the Agart subterranean, fight him. He comes to his senses. Bobby the hmm You eventually get to Baron on the throne room, which we've an inter- again between these things. You've, we've been getting one piece of old dialogue, like <laughs> so. You've arrived, and then cut to you doing a whole town. Like yes, we have cut to you doing a whole town. Like. <laughs> It it is very very weirdly paced, yeah, um, and kind of frustrating. But eventually, now we can finally get there. Um, Golbez shows up, and he's able to break the spell that is cast over Cecil. But uh, the mysterious girl attacks, and it's a copy. Like, hey, we killed you. Nope, oh, that was a me. There's lots of me.
2: Yeah, yep.
0: <laughs> And that's kind of the deal. Like, you you take her out, then a new one comes in. You know, and you see both yeah. both her and the uh, the corpse of the old one there at the same yeah. time. You know, this. This has broken uh, the control. Both Kane and, you know, but basically everybody who is who who is able is gathered there. Um, and the new mysterious girl comes in, grabs the remaining crystals, uh, and then takes off. And what you're left with uh is Cecil
1: as a shell of a person. Yeah, he's kind of a he's he's Final Fantasy seven out. He's been in the life stream or whatever. Um so he's a vegetable. Right. Um and then we enter the the final chapter here, the mega chapter, which is like very long. Mm-hmm. You know, all these have been bite-sized chunks. This is not, these are not bite-sized chunks. These used to be broken up. Is that correct?
0: Yeah. So what we've been describing is actually, like, all of this was shipped as one chapter here in the in, in, in the U.S., like, from importing your characters all the way up to the very end of the game. It was, like, one big mega thing you put in. Um, mm-hmm. This, in Japan, was put out as three separate chapters. So there was the Planet Eaters, One Giant Leap from Mankind, and then Descend into the Depths. I have these
1: separated out as though as as though they were separated out. Yeah. Otherwise, it is is one long, like pretty long play session. And it's still long, even if they're separated out yeah. like this is, you know, as much again. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um,
0: so you have access to the lunar whale now. You know, they <laughs> uh, everything has conspired to make it rise out of the ocean again, uh, which will get you to the surface of this new moon, uh, which you don't get to explore. But we're going to realize it's very similar. To the other one um, in fact you don't just fly to it you are pulled to it because of yeah. uh, because of the weird way that gravity the gravity is working which explains why you cannot um, then escape and come back to the blue planet yeah 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 uh, the lunar whale acts as your home base you can go around and do some limited kind of conversation with the people who are milling about right now the main plot thing is that everybody is concerned about Cecil uh, who is very unresponsive strangely you can actually bring him along in your in your party he is incredibly weak yeah his stats are very bad yes yeah. um and like kind of darkly like very few people actually
1: have hope that his old self will come back yeah yeah people people are pretty hopeless about it especially his family you yeah. know we talked to her we're upset yeah. How about this This is where the game, this is, uh, I think this goes way, 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 way too long, mm-hmm. but I think this is cool. This is where you get to choose your party Yeah. to do this big final dungeon. Um, there are 30 bosses. Yeah, uh, it didn't count. <laughs> regular ones. Yeah. This is, this is excessive. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a cool idea to do a final challenge boss, uh, or challenge dungeon with a party of your own choosing though. Mm-hmm. Like that is a thing that I like. Yeah. Yeah,
0: um, the length of this doesn't bother me um, because I do think that like if this was just a gigantic dungeon that you had to go through that had like the regular number of bosses or even if it was like as dense with bosses as the, uh, the lunar subterrane was, um, mm. that would be a lot of like some very interesting stuff. I like these fights. I like fighting bosses in this engine. Um, I don't even mind going back and fighting some of the old bosses that we fought before. Because when we get to the final chapter, we end up fighting new things that use some of the uh, some of these mechanics, and end up being very fun to me. Like I, I kind of don't mind that this is couched as a gigantic dungeon because eventually it gets weird, and it you know it is it is one of those things that I I personally sometimes value in a game. You know, again, it's it's something that's very rare and very expensive, but like it ends up using using fatigue as as an aspect of what is going on that this keeps going, that this keeps like in a house of leaves kind of way. Um, you know, like when is this going to end? When is like, like, like what actually is going to be revealed at the, at the very end of this. It's unfortunate that it manifests itself as like this big, long, gigantic thing, especially if you are not going to like be into that particular idea. I remember being very into this um, even back in the initial playthrough. It was like, yes, give me this and I'm still kind of down with it. I,
1: I, yeah, I, I can't, I can't go with you on that. Yeah, it is too much. And there's no, my goodwill tanks are well into negatives at this point mm-hmm. through the things leading up to this. So yeah. like, it I, is, I was,
0: I was playing the game, like waiting with bated breath to get to this.
1: Yeah, I, I can't, I can't, I can't go with you. Mm. I can't go with you on that one. I, I don't get it. Um, it's just, it's too much like that using fatigue. Like I, I, I don't like having you know again don't I get I get bored Hmm. with this like it's not so much the bosses it's the encounters in between Hmm. uh, that happen which it's like if this was just a boss rush that'd be okay too I think it's just that it's this huge dungeon and like we get to this it ends up being like the long maybe the longest JRPD dungeon that I've ever played Hmm. like can you think of a longer one like this is incredibly long of just a time with like only a little bit of plot development but the same you know very small variations in kind of the the environment that you're in um eventually they do it does kind of vary but like it yeah. takes a long time you spend a lot of time in the same place doing the same thing yeah um some of the bosses are interesting and fun i would say for every one boss that is interesting and challenging there are two that are pretty easy hmm. and not that interesting huh. so it's n- I, I just i don't I value the same thing you're talking about. There's not nearly enough of it here. Hmm. Like, it is it is a drop uh, in, in an ocean. Yeah.
0: Um. I like that it gradually changes. I like that it kind of adds up to being a very different thing. Like, and it starts out being very, you know, almost exactly the same as, you know, a place where you have been. And that it shifts and changes over time until you are in a completely different very psychedelic kind of kind of space that is that that is a cool aspect and a good decision and in order to achieve that gradual change that like it has to be stretched out a bit you have to go through you know several minor iterations to get there um i also like um that the plot development that happens here it is here when you step yeah. over when you step over a uh a save point what ends up happening is it's like hey would you like to camp here it gives you a free um Uh, you know a a free rest and you get a small a small scene of these characters some of which you're pretty attached to at least if you're mia you're pretty attached to of them like camping out in this strange and alien place this cave walking into you know (laughs) basically either certain death or you know just like what amounts to the unknown above and beyond the unknown that they faced in the previous game um and like trying to come to terms like getting closure with each other you have you know Golbez and Kane speaking with each other, you know, about their own shared development. You have, you have Palum talking with, with, uh, with Porum about him not wanting to be a sage anymore. Um, all of these small little things that have been alluded to, these do bubble up here. And I think that like, that is, that, that, that is another good thing that doesn't address the problem that you're, that you're talking about of this either being too long or not interesting enough or having the random challenges. I didn't end up getting bored with this.
1: Yeah, I just I, – I, I think that this is probably – weirdly enough, I think this is where we probably deviated the most because, mm-hmm. like, the reason why I think that this is the interesting thing that I've referred to at the end is mostly the grand cosmology stuff that they reveal. Oh, absolutely.
2: Like, that, you that, know? That,
1: that is that – <laughs> And that, that's cool. But even on a macro, like, the the whole – the the grand scheme or the grand problem for the after years for me is that to get to anything good, you have to get through tons of bad. Mm-hmm. And that is presented in microcosm here. mm where like even those little camping moments, some of which I think are good, um, not all of which are good. There's a lot of like, dot dot dots, and like weird stoicism mm-hmm. that happens in those too that just feel like kind of empty to mm-hmm. me. Like they don't they don't feel like I can hear when you, when you talk about it. And this is uh, this is not judgment. Uh, that you're bringing some of yourself to this, right? Like where it's like oh like these characters I care about are in this uh, this frontier of uh, facing certain death like you're adding more drama to this than i think that it i but, think you're meeting this halfway yeah but that's what way you that do I'm with not. any
0: with any creative work it's just a matter of degree you know you bring yourself to whatever you experience
1: but the this has not earned that from me no oh. like this this is not good enough for me to want to put in that work yeah yeah uh, the, uh, the like, things like leading up to it and the way it's presenting like it doesn't it wouldn't be halfway for me yeah you so, know it so, would be a lot more yeah
0: so so i mean c- c- conversely it had for me yeah. yeah,
1: well, that's why that's why I was saying like this is yeah. this is probably the the biggest diversion point because and that's going to make a big difference on how redemptive this is as a as a third act. Yeah, right. Like it's uh the experience of playing this was more fun than going through the the Antlion Den again. You know, like it, it's 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 a step above that, mm. but it doesn't it did not step into good for me. Mm. You know, and I was just at the point I got this, I was very very cranky. Mm. about everything that had happened up until this point yeah so um yeah i mean we'll, we'll go through it like it is uh we're gonna see our old favorites um here again and that, that's another thing too is like it doesn't uh if it, i can i can imagine a version like if that doesn't bother you like just fighting the same old bosses because mm-hmm. every every boss from final fantasy 4 you fight again uh here with only a couple of exceptions um if that sounds cool to you. Like I can get it, you know, and, and that, that would make a big difference for this because that is what a large part of what you're doing. Um, but that's just at this point, like I just, I'm sick of repeating things from final fantasy four, hmm. you know, I wanted a sequel. I don't want to continue to go through these same steps over and over and over again. Like when they actually do reveal more like new things, mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting. It just takes, it's still more weight to get to that. Yeah. You know, and it just, uh, it just really pushed my goodwill like well beyond the breaking point. So
0: let's, uh, let, let, let let let's go through it. Let's, no, let's let, get into let's, it. Let's get to and it. we'll,
1: we'll get to the part that I do want to talk about, which is that cosmology part. You know, I'm not totally sold on, but I think that's interesting. And we'll find a little bit more middle ground there, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so like we said,
0: this is uh, a mirror of the, or, you know, the initial uh, kind of like lunar subtrain that we went through. Um, even earlier, like in the previous chapter or whatever. Um, and, uh, you want to set up your, 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 your party you're going to go through this. Like I would recommend if you're going to play this, um, I wouldn't recommend playing this, but, uh, take Golbez because he has the most to say about the stuff that is going on.
1: Yeah. 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 And I'm keen is good for that too. Um, like he has, he has things to say because you want to get that interaction with them together, Yeah, which is one of the ones I do think is interesting, uh, that you called out. Yeah. Um, and weirdly Kane and Theodore are good together too, but I don't want to play with Theodore, So like I looked up some of this stuff, mm-hmm. um, online and they have good interactions too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, I just,
0: you know, don't want to play as them. Yeah. These interactions also reveal
1: bands as well. If you hadn't already found them. So yeah. And uh, new ones, actually, I think new ones come from this as well. Hmm. Uh, cause you can pair people who weren't paired before. Mm hmm. So this is where you can get that like all royalty band because those characters were never together before. Yeah. You know, Um, so I don't know if they get revealed at camp, but you get to get them revealed through this. Mm -hmm. Um, Basically, my metric for this was to choose uh, my most powerful characters. Yes. And stick with them. I did not switch around. Um, If you're trying to do kind of a completionist thing, you are trying to get all the bands and get all the scenes. You do have to spend you have to swap out your party a lot. Mm hmm. Uh, during these things but yeah. i did not
0: there are some standouts um uh, specifically people who get really powerful if you invest if you if you invest time in them like i didn't do it this time because you know uh i, I was kind of kind of fatigued uh going back a little bit before but like i just i'm not going to get leonora up to level 80 like i did before but like leonora becomes this crazy powerhouse house uh, yeah. of, of, a, of a caster especially when an enemy you get later let's do like dual cast
1: yeah Yeah, you do get you get some things that mess with your abilities. And as mentioned, um, if you wanted to do the alternate thing to get Kelka and Brina, um, they get equipment here that turns them into a beast. Yeah, you know, there's there's beasting going around. Mm -hmm. Uh, if you want it, beast beast all over the shop. (laughs) Um, you just have to get, and you're gonna find you're gonna be tripping over high level equipment here. Yes, um, the game is this is essentially like a big treasure pinata. This dungeon as well, (laughs) where you're picking up really really high level equipment. If you're not Those ended up being another thing, though, that contributed to the pace problem for me, where I was finding things that made it seem like it wanted me to switch out party members a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't have anybody in my party who can use this. I don't I don't want to use this. And it made finding, you know, since I wasn't switching around, I kept finding treasure I didn't care about. Yeah. Ooh, a harp. Yeah, totally. Exactly. That happened a few times. And that was just like, oh, okay. You know, just because that, you know, going and picking up a treasure you don't want in one of these games is functionally three random encounters you wouldn't have had otherwise. Yeah. You Know so, yeah. Um,
0: so the subterranean looks a lot like it did before, it's a little bit desaturated, and you're also so you see the debris of these shattered crystals that are kind of like gathering like bones at the mouth of a snake's den or something like yeah. that. Um, and periodically, you will find these uh interdimensional elevators that will let you warp
1: uh back to the lunar whale, it's like a roguelike, yeah, kind of structure. Like, you, you have these little bits where you can kind of make these shuttle runs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then is familiar. Like
0: you have these full, it's full of monsters and it can be pretty challenging for a lot of your party, especially if they come out of a chapter where they are very, um, uh, under leveled at the end of it mm-hmm. and you didn't do the challenge stuff. Uh, but the rhythm here is mostly around these bosses. Um, yes. bosses, a lot of them are repeated, uh, harder than their original forms. Like they are challenge versions of these bosses to match the new level. Um, mm-hmm. and some of them have a couple of twists.
1: And for the most part, they are, uh, they have been brought back from the dead. They don't know why. And they are secretly good guys now. Uh, so they're like, thank you for killing us. I didn't ever want to do this. And it's like, oh, OK. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> well, they yeah, were I like a lot of guy.
0: A lot of them were under mind control or working for a bad master before.
1: Yeah, they were definitely working for a b- bad master. But it's also fiend is in their name, too. <laughs> you know, so it's like, I, I don't know. It's a weird. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of weird. It, it makes sense for Rubicon to yeah. be like an OK guy. It's weird to me that Kagnazo now is betrayed sympathetically.
2: Yeah. You well,
1: know, I'm a
0: fiend too. I'm a fiend for trail mix. You are. A so fiend. Is, we we did discuss a good, your trail mix.
1: Thing. <laughs>
0: it, is, it, is, it is a fun snack. Um, it is a good snack. <laughs> the element of reason. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, uh, there's not going to be a lot to talk about aside from some environmental changes that happen a little bit later on. This is mostly going to be a discussion of the bosses that you go to.
1: Yes. Yeah. I'm yeah. Um, us so go through them. Um, first, we fight Began again. Um. It's, you know, a snake arm guy who we yep. mentioned before. Um, very similar to last time, except for this time he has reflect, so you cannot use black magic directly on him. Yes. Um,
0: the Maga sisters are present again. Um, they didn't need to do a lot with this. Um, I don't think they changed it at all and it's still a good and fun fight. Um, and it's, you know, like they, like they were serving, you know, Barbariccia, you know, and they are portrayed again, sympathetically, like (laughs) nobody should be forced to wake up after they die. Give them some peace, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Like they are they are uh weird zombie versions. Yeah. Kind of sad. Um Lugay and Barnabas uh show up again, and this is more uh the two of them to kinda of together. It's more a little bit more straightforward without the comedy and kind of goof em ups yeah. Yeah. Of, of that fight.
0: Yeah. Uh and Lugay is not uh his weird zombie version of himself, so he is pretty much using like energy attacks and um oh gosh, um status effects on you. Yeah, beams. Yeah. <laughs> energy beams, huh? Um, yeah, uh, you also see the King and Queen of Eblon again. You want to bring, um, edge here for this, um, you know, just so he can have his, well, no, actually it would be pretty cruel to bring edge to this. Yeah. Mom, dad,
1: (laughs) you're monsters again. It's, it's worth doing just to like, see the, the dialogue. Yeah. There'll be a little bit of extra dialogue. Yeah. If you send him there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and after each of these fights, uh, it does a little bit of the golden sun thing. I think generally it's fine though, because, They are reacting as their character would react like Golbez will talk about that person as a servant. Uh, Other people will express uh, bewilderment like I thought they were dead. I thought we killed them. What's going on? You know,
1: it it depends. To me, it really depends on if the person has something interesting to say. Yeah. You know, because they don't always. And I wish that if they didn't, if it's like, oh, I have really no relation to that. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, and this is again, I I looked up some of this stuff. I didn't bring these people with me. But like Leonara has no thing, nothing to say about the king and queen of Evelyn. Right. You know, and shouldn't, mm-hmm. you know, but still they make her say something. So you it ends up with golden sun just syndrome. Like if they just let people who had no reason to comment, stay quiet. Yeah. Uh, that would have been a better choice. Yeah. Golden um, sun
0: syndrome sounds like a weird, uh, like a weird thing from a, from a sci-fi story about like pollution, making people sick.
1: Yeah, it definitely does. <laughs> like it is like a, uh, it definitely sounds, I was going to say worse than it was is, but it's actually pretty bad. <laughs> like it's golden. Like I have not, I, I, could not get through a golden sun uh, <laughs> because of golden sun syndrome. So, um, yeah, yeah, that pops up on people suggest that every once in a while. And like, it's, there's, you know, never say never, but that would be a really tough road to hoe because I think that's very sort of mana mana ask
0: yeah. in terms of
1: like how it presents itself and, and dialogue and the like. Yeah.
0: And if we're going to do a GBA, um, a GBA RPG,
1: I want to do Mario and Luigi. Yeah, that would be way fun. Like that. That's, that's a way better idea. Um, so, uh, you, you kind of go through like the, the things ever change a little bit. We're in another kind of stratum here. Yeah. And we're down the crystal here. stratum. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there are more fiends. There are fiends now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, uh, as we mentioned, Goldbed was, we'll talk about them as if they're servants and, you know, cause they were in his service and he'll put them to rest. Yeah. And say, you're a good boy. Yeah. And they will thank him for it.
0: Like they, they, yeah. they, 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 they do not, they do not want to be here anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Scrumming Leone, uh, it's kind of fun because it mimics the two phase fight from before Summon some, some very strong undead, uh, and he's still weak to thunder. Um, his second form is kind of a, a mammoth form is much more aggressive with status effects
1: this time. Yeah. 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 Um, Kegnazo. uh, he's back, baby. <laughs> Um, and they mostly just pumped his numbers. Yeah. So he does a lot more damage, same gimmick, but much more damage and takes much longer to kill him. I think a lot of these bosses have a lot of HP. Yes. Uh, more than I would probably prefer. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there, you do run into a sustained again, like it, it's to me, I found it fatiguing and you were saying like, there's a, a fatigue element that you appreciated, but like some of the fights, even within a fight became very fatiguing where it's like, I get mm-hmm. that it's supposed to be a tax on my resources, but like, God, this is going on for a long time. Yeah. I've been yeah. fighting this guy, you know, sustained So I've come up with a formula that fights this guy and keeps my guys, yeah, yeah, active, and it's just going on for a long time.
0: Yeah, for me, the fun part of the process is achieving, like breaking that plane,
1: like figuring out what I need to do
0: to reach stasis where I can keep him down. And like Cagnazzo is difficult for me because he heals himself and he is very,
1: very aggressive with that. So like you have to out damage him. Yeah, um, and, and very similar to Final Fantasy 4, like, slow is your friend here. Yeah. Uh, because one of the reasons why they're out damaging you so often is that they're outpacing you in terms of turns. Mm-hmm. So you need to to slow down even that haste and slow are very, very huge here. Yeah. You know, so I I mean, the, getting through that plane, that's the part I like, too. Mm-hmm. It's just, I, once I got through it, I stayed through it for longer than I'd care. Yeah, yeah.
0: The interesting you know? ones, if, if they're long, they have ways to break that pattern uh, and yeah. force you into crisis management. Yeah. Yep, yep. uh yep. is not really that different like she's just really has a hair trigger on uh the maelstrom so like you need to like juice your healers a lot here
1: yeah yep um rubicon uh when you ran to him and he brought edge with you um he says like hey i'd like to fight him alone um, and you can do that if mm-hmm. you want which is kind of a cool thing yeah um it's trickier very very hard. Uh, yeah it's super hard to do it but if you do so you get the fire scarf yeah
0: uh, item which is like complete it's it's like a selective piece of adamant armor um yeah it is a, it is a very good piece of equipment it's a very similar fight like he doesn't do an awful lot different uh and if you're using edge you really have to rely on your uh on your on your items like i <laughs> hope you have some uh some lunar curtains or something that will blink you
1: yeah yeah something that'll blink you something that'll haste you yeah something that will slow him you do run into i think there's like a there's a shop it might be the one on top of the no, I, I can't remember where it is, but you run to a shop that sells those hmm. uh somewhere along the way where you can buy spider silks, you can buy hmm. um. Oh, are you talking shoes. about the about the developer? Um, that might be what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. Shop. Um there's a shop though where you can buy that stuff. Yeah. Which is cool because uh since you're gonna be dealing with unusual party compositions, it's probably good to have that. Yes. can shore up uh whatever weaknesses you have built in. Yeah.
0: After them, you end up fighting the um G- the CPU and defense nodes. So the crystals are not just not just surviving people, they are kind of uh breaking apart and unleashing technology as well. Yeah. That's a revelation yeah. the fight is not different. Yeah, yeah,
1: more or less the same fight. That fight was hard in the first place, it's hard again. Um after you get through that, um, we are in like kind of a, a Sylph Cave biome, like uh mm-hmm. more organic looking. And since we're near the Eidolon's houses, uh we're fighting Eidolons. Yeah. There. <laughs> so uh
0: i forget no you've already fought most of the eidolons what you're doing is you want to have Ridia in your party um and kind of meet them on their roof they will not talk to you ahead of time and you have to survive your fights against leviathan and asura not at the same time but separately um in order to uh, uh kind of like
1: capture them like your pokemon yes like to get them back so you can summon them again um, so Leviathan uh, does the same two moves. Yeah. He before he's just more aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, Asura uh, changes her face more frequently uh, than before, but otherwise you use the same thing. Right. So both of them just kind of hyped up. Yeah. Um, this gives way to the final phase. Again, we
0: are in this crystal core area um, and this is where we find the dark Knight.
1: Yes. Uh, Cecil's dark mirror version. Yeah. He didn't go away. He was called up. Yeah. He got z- zapped into the moon yeah um so you try you you, know, you fight him he's trying to uh kind of take over essentially uh now that dark you know now that regular cecil is all life streamed up right um so if you want to get cecil back as a playable character you need to bring cecil uh rosa uh Golbez and Theodore. so bring his family right you know um and if that does if you do that right and you do that correctly um you know, you can get through this and get the good ending. Otherwise, uh, Golbez will sacrifice himself Yes, and Oop. you'll lose him. And at this point he is a cornerstone.
0: Yeah. <laughs> your party. Yeah. Golbez has this weird arc in the, like in the power curve. Um, he starts out amazing, but your other characters will quickly outpace him in terms of, um, damage, damage dealing capability and, uh, kind of survivability.
1: So yeah. at this
0: point I still didn't want to give him up. No. Like, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a little unintuitive the way that you do this because if you come without, I think, without Cecil uh, or Golbez in your party, you just get killed by the Dark Knight.
1: Yeah. Um, and it's just like a game over. Like Right, right. Um, um, which happened to me and then I, I looked up. Yeah. That's what a, was happening. That's the right way to do
0: it. Yeah. <laughs> the fight that you end up having with, with him is not really that difficult, honestly. Uh, what you're just doing is having this climactic moment where Cecil finds his purpose again. And yeah kind of horrifyingly we find out that much like the others uh, cecil was aware of what was going on of the terrible things that he ordered and the terrible things that he did and even after the spell was broken that's what was keeping him down but now he realizes that he has a son to protect and a world to
1: protect he's got his purpose back yeah yep he kind of pops through and block you know protects the party uh at this point and then comes back and kills dark cecil yes uh, so now he's back at full par- power. Now he's a regular party member. He's still not like amazing outstanding. He beca- can become so mm-hmm. with the right equipment. But he doesn't start off as like, you know, amazing. You have to find some shit for him. Yeah. um, Yeah. And Theodore uh, says like, hey, uh, I think this is the reveal where he says he doesn't want to follow in your footsteps. Mm-hmm. Right. Where he says he decides he wants to be a dragoon." Yeah. Uh, what happens it's... right around here or a camp around here because yeah, he gets a. A. a, a, a band move with uh Kane where they both jump. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, the like the, this is the part where he, you know, kind of like he has his has his like I'm not going to be shitty anymore moment. Like he's, mm. you know, he, like he doesn't want to ignore his bloodline. Like this is this is the moment where he like he wants to like he doesn't want to renounce
1: it, but he wants to uh go on his own way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, so yeah no this is the developer's office. This isn't where you can buy things. There's okay. another store where you can you can definitely buy those status items though mm, yeah I don't remember where it is yeah. um you can find the uh there's a question 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 uh location and you can go find the developer's office where you've been finding kind of tales of various types mm-hmm. uh throughout your time here um <laughs> if you've been if playing you can, this
0: game wrong and
1: grinding and looking for stuff yeah, and going after grinding, them finding <laughs> drops like again, if you're playing like this is the only thing I can play for a month, I'm gonna play this twenty hours a week for four weeks, mm-hmm. you know each chapter. Uh, Then you you will have these and you can get that adamant armor, which, uh, again, you have to get a pink tail to get the first one and is very, very good armor. Yes. The game breaking armor. Yeah. Um,
0: And this is where things get weird because we're beyond what we've known before. You know, we are deeper than the equivalent that we would have seen on the other moon or in other places. Um, so let's, let's talk
1: about generally what happens here, and then we can talk about them in individuals, because yes. talking about the creeping realization of this will make sense if we do it boss by boss. Right. I think so. So what happens here in this section of the dungeon, um, this new kind of t- tile set with these caves um, and then becomes manmade like cement and then surreal technology is that uh You run into old uh, powerful versions, old enemies, and then start running into bosses from other Final Fantasies. Yes. uh, In chronological order. (laughs) Um, So for every Final Fantasy, you fight four bosses um, kind of um, through the floor. The way this kind of articulates is the first one you fight um, is Lich, which like is a general term. Mm -hmm. There can just be Liches. Yeah. It looks like the Final Fantasy one Lich. But the cool thing is it's like you're not totally sure. Right. That it is that one. Um, so this is the thing that it the the execution of this is neat or at least like effective as it gives you a feeling of like dawning realization. Yes. Like, oh, this is what they're doing. <laughs> um yeah. and it goes up through one through six. Um skipping so four, it, it doesn't make you do four again. So, <laughs> so, amazingly. <laughs> I I'm I am i am blown away you don't fight the four fiends again. <laughs> Um, but if this if this they had done this twist in like Final Fantasy II, the forever time or whatever uh-huh. you do you do the four fiends like it's right. the foremost ar- iconic fights right from it um, there's an explanation for this but it is as far as I know the first attempt to like unify Final Fantasies yeah <sighs> and that is that's a weird idea. It, it is a very is a good very... idea. I don't know. <laughs> and I'm not saying that to be like to sandbag and try to like play up a conflict or anything. I just, no, I can't, I haven't decided if I no. think this is good I, or bad. I
0: don't want this to be true. Like, I really don't, I don't want it to be the case that what we are seeing is the end result of like, you know, the, basically the heat death of all of these different universes. And this is the detritus where it all ended up. I like that there's no reason I don't want a Zelda timeline for Final Fantasy. I've read plenty of those like facts that, that like mm-hmm. try and explain it that like oh, this one takes place before this one, this one takes place before the other one. I like that that is that is dumb I think as a motivation and as like a realization of what this different uh, of of what the main antagonist of this is is doing and a potential purpose for the crystals. Bringing in and, you know, kind of like saying something about the series as a whole, even if it's not technically true, almost like in a symbolic or thematic way about like, you know, we have gathered all these pieces and decided what will succeed and what will fail. And here are like here are the different kind of experiments that we've done. I like that as a meta thing. I like this as a cool piece of meta fiction that comments or at least reflects the series as a whole. Uh, From within the lens or with the lens of one particular game and the characters within it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think that when you say it works as a thematic thing, I think that the crystals, uh, that kind of part of this worked as a thematic thing before this, like that felt like a more underlined or like, you know, just the fact that there's, you know, there's always a crystal like there are these recurring elements. Yeah, the crystals were always
0: like MacGuffins, though, they were they they never actually
1: served that much of a purpose. And 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 right. Exactly. So like they worked on a thematic level. There was just something there was always there as like a mm-hmm. source of power. Yeah. Defining those. On one hand, it feels like, you know, it's like giving Wolverine an origin or whatever. Like it's mm-hmm. it's the kind of thing that there is a question. It is technically a plot hole. Mm-hmm. Uh, but is the story stronger for knowing what these are? Yeah. Does this reflect better on other Final Fantasies? Yeah, uh, knowing what this is, or does it yeah. reflect better on this Final Fantasy? Yeah. knowing what these are, I don't know. Yeah, um, I, I like this as one potential
0: purpose. Um, it's kind of like I don't know how much of a spoiler spoiler this is. The save points in Chrono Cross are mm-hmm. actually like they, they they function as that because they are these artifacts that are put around as a place for people to go and tell their stories in order to like transmit information and store it across time and these different like timelines. That is a cool way to recontextualize save points and make them part of the fiction. This mm-hmm. is similar to that to me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like it is it is a good purpose for the crystals. I don't want it to be the only purpose for the crystals to exist across the entire thing, but it's like, hey, why not? We've got, you know, we we've, we've got a series where all these crystals are at. Let's use this as almost like this transmission medium to get to get these different fights into this.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but it's it's more than just having the fights come through, because there's also the implication is that the the big bad that we have here has had this kind of contact to to record these things. Yes. From there. That so it's is, like that,
0: that he has both seeded and destroyed this, the, yes. the, 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 these other worlds or these other yeah. games took place.
1: So it is it is having a, a fictional element that like, I mean, because it, it's kind of convent, not conventional wisdom, but like one of the things that I think is good about Final Fantasy is that it just has the it's not part of a, a grand piece. I agree. You know, um, this is directly contrary to that. So and the coolness that comes from it that you're talking about, which I kind of see, like I can recognize a little bit of that mm-hmm. comes at a big cost to me. Like it is it is kind of cool. Like that is a cool thing. Do I think it's cooler than just leaving it leaving well enough alone mm-hmm. uh and just having this be this kind of motif yeah. element and not trying to do a Zelda timeline yeah. of this? Like this is not quite Zelda timeline, but it is definitively saying like these are of a piece and have this shared this connection Mm -hmm. in a way yeah i'm i'm very unsure about it It, it's an it's an interesting and gutsy move
0: if i thought that this was if i thought that this was you know the creator of this game coming through and like oh you you know how when you played uh uh rock paper scissors as a kid there was one kid who said ah dynamite like says all your stories they're part of my story now i I don't think i don't think that's what's happening here I don't. I don't think that he is trying to reveal some kind of truth about these other games. I think he is looking back at the entire series and trying to decide, like, 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 trying to decide what this means to him. Probably, <laughs> I, I, it, I really don't think that it's a that, that is a grand canonical thing that is asserted.
1: I don't. I don't re- read it as a malicious thing. I also don't know what the point of it is if it's not that. So I don't think. I don't think it reads as malicious. I think it reads as like this is a cool idea that we came up with and we wanted to, we thought this was neat Mm -hmm. more than anything. Like I don't, I don't understand what what's added to these. Like, I don't think this, this doesn't reflect on a value of a person to me. Like when you say Hmm. that this is um, what it means to him. Somebody somebody who who has worked
0: on the entire series, you know, like the creator of this being kind of a mirror of a creator, you know, somebody who might've created these worlds, you know, not, not might have, Somebody who created these worlds and told these stories uh, multiple times before by being involved in Square like this is very self-reflexive
1: in a way. But what does it what does it say other than that? Here are these, you know, these worlds that came through that I also made like how if if that's true, how is that not him kind of claiming those, those universes as part of this? You know, like that, that seems incompatible with the thing that I don't think it reads as I don't read mm-hmm. it as that kind of malicious thing. But that's what, you know, if it is a personal statement, I can't see what the personal statement is other than that.
2: Yeah, um, I don't
1: think this game has a very strong thematic core in the end. Mm-hmm. Like this ends up becoming a JRPG where you fight God yeah at the end like I'll agree with lots that. of yeah like the cliche right so like mm-hmm. does, is this a personal game like does this have a personal does this have a lot of like I don't, the I don't, creator's I, I, heart in it I,
0: I, I don't think so i think this is i, I think this so th- is th- 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 this is this is a cool idea that is a potential way i think to play into that creator creator of the in-game universe creator of the person uh kind yeah. of split you know
1: the dev the devs talk to you during this like more yeah. or less yes. you know it it is a dev stand-in the thing that i think is the thing the reason why i think it's interesting so the the most interesting thing about this is is like one uh is that ballsy thing that you're talking about like mm-hmm. it is really ballsy cuz final fantasy in comparison to its every, almost all of its peers mm-hmm. is defined by that uh lack of continuity. You know, you have Dragon Quest which like those exist in in similar worlds a lot of the time. Uh there are sequels that have some of the same things. Final Fantasy games are just there's some ideas but they do wild different things with them.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know? Um so it's ballsy to not do that. It's also uh if this was an idea to kind of like move this anywhere, mm-hmm. it is strange that this is almost universally unknown. Oh yeah, <laughs> like nobody knows that this happened, and it's, so it's it's if the idea was to add this to the canon uh you fucked up because you you hit it in a game that nobody wants to play (laughs) right yeah Uh, (laughs) you know like who knows who knows what's at the end of dirge of cerberus like who who knows what final fantasy mythology things are hidden at the end of bad final fantasy games i I think
0: they fight arsenal gear at the end of dirge of cerberus
1: (laughs) (laughs) i'm not kidding like like it is it is a weapon that serves a very similar purpose oh Uh, man (laughs) it's just it's kind of a weird thing to take something that is uh very important to that greater cosmology or like you know, potentially so, mm-hmm. and just put it somewhere nobody's ever going to see it. Yeah. You know, they didn't do that on purpose. They wanted this game to be a success. But it's just kind of interesting that there are huge Final Fantasy fans who have no idea. Like, actually, in the lore, <laughs> crystals are pretty much Amazon Echoes. And they, they that's what they do. So in yeah. Final Fantasy IX, when you're getting the crystal, you know, crystals, they're Amazon Echoes. <laughs> right. Yeah. I
0: i don't know. I, I, I really don't. Uh who who knows it could be like a death of the, of the author thing i feel like i'm flailing here but i'm I, I do think that this is cool on its own as like something about this particular universe if this was applied like if this was square coming out and saying well you know uh you find out like the like if this was the uh the the, the zelda timeline moment it would be ridiculously lame it is yeah. it is neat here as as like this strange left turn out of nowhere that does become a way for the developer to talk about these games and about this, about this universe, even if it is in
1: very super superficial terms, right?
3: Well, that's what I'm responding to.
1: Yeah. And, and, and to that and like the execution of it, the weird creeping feeling realization is Mm -hmm. cool. And the fact that final fantasy for the after years has done anything surprising at all. And (laughs) I I know that sounds like a bit, like I'm playing off my dislike earlier, but like by this point, I don't feel like there's anything this game can do. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, too little, too late. It doesn't redeem anything for me, but it's so weird for a game that is like, I feel is so like slowly paced and a, such a poorly told story. And is so repetitive in the combat actually does something surprising. Mm-hmm. Like there's just value to having a bit of surprise in something that you're not expect. you know, yeah. that felt incapable of surprise, mm-hmm. you know? So that is a weird, weird thing. Yeah. Um, I'm just very surprised that more people, you know, this has just not been picked up on. Yeah. No one took it and ran with it. It's, it's really strange. Yeah. Um, it's also like, and this is a real basic level just to kind of transition us out of the macro talk. Um, I was real happy to see new sprites yeah. because I was sick of fighting palette swaps, which you do for <laughs> this entire time. Right. And like, Oh, like some of these sprites are great. Yeah. Like seeing a, a updated kind of, you know, through this lens version of these things that I do do like, mm-hmm. you know, even though, you know, there is final fantasy two, II, three and five that like, I'm, I'm less interested in those villains, mm-hmm. but like the things from six and one, like look really cool. Yeah. Um, I appreciated that. Yes.
0: Yeah. Um, I agree, and it's also cool, you know again going going back to more specific kind of things to get a new to palette set this makes this feel stranger and more alien, um yeah, you know especially that that shift from rough hewn kind of nature reclaimed this kind of places through to what what it ultimately becomes, which is this weird like late 70s sci fi
1: yeah like man made yeah you know kind of thing the um it just it becomes like and, and the that impact of going through and and adding these new sprites like this late in the game, mm-hmm. it does have more impact because I was so bored of the regular sprites. Mm-hmm. Like that is true. Um it then it becomes about what you bought with that. Yeah. You know, it's like it is a it is a tough line to say like I'm gonna uh have something be kind of bland so I can have something be exciting in comparison.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, that is that is a, a very tough tightrope. Yeah. And for me what it
0: bought was like when I talk about Final Fantasy for the after years in glowing terms. I'm probably going to talk about it in less glowing terms later because this is the first time that I've played it with the intention to like pick it apart and talk about it. And, you know, as much as we maybe have disagreed on some fundamental things, I recognize like, yeah, I wouldn't recommend somebody play this. What it bought for me was like that warm feeling. Like, this is the part that I think of when I talk
1: yeah. about this. And that, that's been a continuing theme. This, uh, that's the, the theme this summer in WAF.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think it's a, a function of do, us doing this and MGS 2. Yep. Really, where it's like that, you know, what things bubble up to the surface in your memory, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, and we talked about that a lot uh, during that. um, during the last episode during the Final Fantasy four episodes. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that came up. So I get that. Um, there, there are probably games where I have that, uh, you know, that is true. But it'd be like, I mean, I guess like even within the series, so I think about something like Final Fantasy one, um, which like the first time when I was younger and I got the rat's tail and all my guys turned into tall guys. Uh huh. Um, I was so into that. Like, that is a really undeniably cool moment. Yes. It just doesn't become the thing I associate with the game when I know that, like, it's actually grinding to buy spells mm. is the actual game. Yeah. You know? So, hard, harder for me to separate that stuff. Um. Let's talk about these bosses.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like you said, we're fighting these gigantic sprites, these very attractively drawn and rendered sprites. Uh, first of these Final Fantasy 1, the original Four Fiends. Um, mm-hmm. you know, after the ones that we know and love here have been upgraded to the arch fiends, and when you after you fight these people, express like, wait a minute, there are other fiends. What? Yeah. <laughs> um. But uh, the lich is kind of constantly using quake, uh, which makes him an e- it makes him easy to fight with uh, with float. Um, and he's undead, so fire is going to work very well. And Rosa should have holy
1: at this point too. Yeah. So not too big a deal. Right. Uh, Marilith, uh shows up, who is uh, you know trickier than lich like um this is the fire fiend yeah um we'll use that blaze attack which we've seen before with like fire hounds mm-hmm. and the like uh which is no joke yeah um so it is uh and i think that she uh opens with it mm-hmm. uh consistently so it's like you have to survive it um you have to bring it and this is like a weird gating thing because you have to bring in a party that will survive this initial attack yeah um if you're using people and kind of making it by the skin of your teeth you can like literally this can be impossible mm-hmm uh, and there's a couple of bosses later, too, that, like, open with a very high damage thing that acts as a gate. Yeah. Fortunately, these fights, uh, the kind of boss rush portions of this, it's not boss rush.
0: You're just selecting them from basically a menu by walking up to these crystals. Um, they all happen on screens that have um, both a save point and a dimensional elevator.
4: Mm, so if yeah.
0: you need to reconfigure or restock or do anything, it is easy uh, to, uh, to, to go and
1: take care of that. Yeah. Yep, yep. But um, so you eventually, if you can get past that initial thing, you have to heal before it happens again. She'll do it again. Manage your speed.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: Kraken's not that interesting. Cool big sprite, um, but it's really just like Leviathan who
1: loves to counter,
0: uh, and that is going to be kind of a commonality across a lot of these uh, enemies here. They're going they're going to counter like crazy.
1: Yeah. Yep. Um, and then Tiamat, um, who does maelstrom again, um, and then counters that with ther- or follows it up with thermal ray, mm-hmm. which does damage to everyone. Yeah, um, which is, you know, puts you down to one hit point and then does more than one hit point damage to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can either luck out with evade mm-hmm. uh, here because you can sometimes evade this stuff or just kind of luck out in general. Yeah, or hope he doesn't pair the two of them together. Yeah. Like it so happens. It feels semi-random. Yeah.
0: Um. So yes, like we said, they're confused. Deeper down, uh, the tiles start to change and we get to the Final Fantasy II fights um, and these end up being um, a little bit more gimmicky, honestly. Like mm-hmm. uh, uh, Beelzebub and i I've, I've never played these game's completion, so I have no affinity for uh, no. for peels above It's a cool it's a cool sprite, like a gigantic fly or uh, bee demon,
2: a beeman yeah <laughs>
1: yep. um so it's a magic boss um who will haste like just has effects on themselves or on, on itself mm-hmm. um and you have to stay keep reflect because he's going to constantly throw spells at you yeah um a- uh, Astaroth, uh which is this uh this flying like kind of angel angelic being, mm-hmm. um very similar. So the final fantasy two gets kind of short shrift in this as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, King behemoth is a little
0: bit more interesting, uh, but he is very similar to the next one too. Um, he only does physical attacks, but he will counter pretty much everything. Uh, yeah. The real problem here is that it's a bit of a marathon. Um, and when he dies, he will cast a uh, meteor on you. Yeah. And there is no raise. Make... So
1: yes. Yeah. You have to either have Kane up in the air or uh, have some kind of way to, uh, you know, to, out you know, Straight, you know, be protected up or what have you. Yeah, yeah. To endure so, it. Yeah, yeah. You can you can survive it without without like having somebody off the screen. But yeah, yeah. It's a, the easiest way, but it is difficult. You have to be topped off. Yeah. Um, and then iron giant, uh, which is another fight that does a lot of counters, um, but counters magic with the meteor, so don't do magic. Um, <laughs> you want to have blinks so you can avoid physical encounters. Right. And that's the sad sack Final Fantasy two bosses. Like <laughs> the most in- iconic and bosses in that are regular enemies in the other Final Fantasy games. <laughs> I fought iron giants and king behemoths everywhere. Right. So that's pretty funny uh, sorry final <laughs> fantasy 2 the final fantasy 3
0: uh, uh crop is a little bit better i think um mm-hmm. twin head dragon and cerberus are both very similar to each other again cool sprites uh the twin head dragon attacks twice per turn um and will uh, kind of mix up alternate between physical and magic uh doing that whereas cerberus will attack three times per turn and uh all of those can be
1: very high level magic that is aimed at the entire party yeah, you, you want to just hope that he doesn't use magic. Right. Overner over. um Arhaman uh is back and is the same mm-hmm. uh thing where like uh cast doom on you and haste. Yeah. Uh, et cetera. We've we've done that fight a bunch. Yeah. Uh um,
0: you, you, with this one, because he is so durable compared to the evil eye that we fought at the end of the last game, um, you, you need to survive several rounds of this and you know, you have to hope that your uh deaths will be staggered. Because he doesn't yeah. actually do any damage, it is, you know, reasonable to, like, if you know the counter is low, just wait, save up all your turns, have your last person there, and then use your phoenix down on the next one so they can be the seat for the next go.
1: Yeah. That ends up making sense. Yeah. Uh, and then there's the, uh, the echidna. <laughs> Which uh, is the thing.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's a, Which it's is an animal. Yeah. He's, got, he, he's, uh, he's got knuckles and he climbs walls.
1: Yeah. His name's Knuckles. Yeah. Yep. Knuckles, the echidna, en- the echidna. mm <laughs> Um and this is a, a demon thing that kind of hangs from the ceiling. Yeah. Um, does quake again. You know, so float. Um, a lot of these enemies where you have to cast float end up doing a dispel on you at some point too. Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of a bummer. Um, and uh is a caster in general, yeah. like a very quick caster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The next level down, you end
0: up fighting the Final Fantasy V bosses. Um, not the like, you know, there are more bosses than are represented here. Um, and this is heralded by the fact that on one of these floors, you just have Omega Weapon wandering around. <laughs> Hey yeah. buddy, how's it going? Uh this, back, is a, this is a real problem fight. Um yeah. there are a handful of these optional bosses that just are incredibly difficult.
1: Yeah, I tended to like if I ran into them and got wiped, mm-hmm. um, I would reload and then just end up not running into them mm. and kind of lucking out the second time for the optional what like the ones that are wandering around. Yeah like oh you're talking about the ones that are on the they're stationary. There's two of them that are stationary here, correct? refresh my memory like, yeah, there's so, one, one floor two stationary bosses but there's also a wandering boss as well yeah. and it's not the doom gaze from the no, sixth floor i no, know what this that one. is omega there's... weapon is a, is a sprite okay. on the screen just like it like it has been before okay there, there's one that is not that there is a wandering kind of super boss on one of these floors i'm thinking of that is not doom uh doom gaze hmm. so i don't know what i, I don't know what i'm thinking of, is it the nova but, dragon yeah. who's the uh I,
0: I think the nova dragon is a um monster in a box
1: it might, that might be what I'm thinking of. Yeah, I, I don't remember. So yeah. Exactly. But yeah, there are optional ones that are sprites, and they are optional, and they are super, super, super tough. Yeah. So. Um, The path forward,
0: like the one of these that is blocking your progress by itself, uh, ends up being Gilgamesh. They missed a mm. real opportunity here by not having um Battle on the Big Bridge be the music.
1: Mm. No, I, I don't remember any of the music from Final Fantasy. Uh, uh, Battle on the Big I, Bridge is a really good track that you would recognize if you heard it. I, I definitely. It probably has been like remixed and stuff. Yeah, but yeah I, I do not remember. Um, so this is, uh, you know, kind of starts as a regular uh, fight, but it has he talks to you, you know, because he's Gilgamesh and that is his goofiness. You know, I don't think he does uh, exp- Excalibur. He does. Uh, it's, oh, it's, he does part Excalibur. Of, it's part of
0: his um, part of his combo uh, at the end in the second phase.
1: Oh yeah 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 yeah. But That's but okay, he yeah.
0: mixes that up with like Zantatsukin and stuff like that. Yeah. Legit tough stuff. Yes, because, you know, once you get him down far enough, he will say, like, ha my stomach is hurting. No, wait, I was joking. And then he will buff himself up and start doing just these barrages of attacks all in a row. So, like, leads off with a jump, does, like, two really strong attacks, does a Xantotsukin to kill somebody. And then hopefully you have to uh, hope that the um the, <laughs> that he saves the Escalapur for your healer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, yeah. Uh, you get through that. You get through another floor down, uh, which has that uh, Nova Dragon, which we mentioned, is another optional challenge boss. Yeah, yeah, well, very pointy uh, dragon. Yes, uh, there is this surreal floor that is uh, uh, like another portal
0: run almost. Um, like the geometry is kind of mutable in this, where you end up having to fight Atmos, the uh, the, the the portal door, which attacks solely with meteor. Again, mm-hmm. um, a boss from
1: Final Fantasy uh, Five. Yeah, yep. Eventually, getting yeah. to Final Fantasy Six, uh, which you fight Doom Train. Uh, first, and one of the characters like a train, you know. So like, I guess there are trains in Final Fantasy 4's world, which I I I, I haven't don't seen. Truck with. <laughs> I, yeah, I, love, I don't, I I don't love, truck with that. That's I weird. The, I love the idea. Like,
0: oh, if you bring Sid here, will he we say, "Wait a minute, I have an idea for a new invention." That would be pretty great.
1: <laughs> Should give him a band.
0: Yeah. Uh, train the band. It's called Drops of oh, Jupiter. Hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Finally. Oh man, <laughs> and that's the origin story. dun 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 dun. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the the ghost train is, is it's pretty. I, I thought it was pretty difficult. If you try and use the uh, the phoenix down, he will counter with holy.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yep. he knows better. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but otherwise um, he throws
0: wheels at you, which doesn't seem sustainable to me.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he has lots of wheels. He would train, yeah, <laughs> more wheels than uh, the normal. The um. So then you fight Ultros, the other, you know, another, uh, known final fantasy six enemy, um, who talks, uh, initially just talks to you know, uh, attacks the women. Like he is Ultros. He's classic Ultros. Yeah. 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 Uh, and does the same arc that he does. Um, in like the second fight where he does get eventually serious, second or third fight in final fantasy six. Um, and the thing that makes him tough is that he, uh, uh loves
0: running around constrict paralyzed, oh, yeah. uh, is a real problem to deal with. Like most of the other, most of the other, um, Status attacks, uh, you can deal with it by attacking somebody or you or, uh, just kind of uh, soaking it like poison isn't that big of a deal by the time you're here. Paralyzed takes you out, and you have to use an item to get rid of it. Um, and he will set himself up for a
1: tidal wave. So you want to keep people healed up. Yeah. Yep. Um, the last two encounters on this floor are optional. Um, so you have Death Gaze, um, which is just like Death Gaze in Final Fantasy VI, which means uh, he's wandering around and he has persistent HP. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you kind of wear him down. Uh, eventually once you get him, uh, down, you get the twin star. Yeah. Uh, if you kill him. Yeah. This will allow one of your dedicated caster characters, either Palum, Porum, or Leonora, uh,
0: to do dual cast. Yeah. Uh, which is huge. Yeah. This I makes a that, lot, that makes a heal. lot of sense to put on Purim actually. But if Leonora is to a point where she has useful spells, she is like, like she is the, uh, VIP with this. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cause then you can attack and heal. Uh, at the same time, yeah. Um, and then the final uh, optional boss here, uh, and the final optional boss of the game, is Ultima Weapon. Um, you can bypass him. It's a very difficult fight. I ended up not being able to beat this this time, uh, which is unfortunate. Uh, it uses Maelstrom and Thermal Rays along with Quake. Like it is just kind of relentless, and at random it can decide to use Crush and just take out one of your one of your dudes.
1: Yeah, and Crush it being a new thing is instant death. Yeah. Um, so we gotten through the weird memory lane section of this. And we're on to the final uh, set of encounters, um, which is these weird, kind of surreal, snowy walkways that are floating in space.
0: This accounts for the last ten floors of this dungeon, and they are very uneventful. I think the only yeah. the only um random encounter that guy here was fighting a pair of robotic feet I think
1: <laughs> you fight parts of a body yeah. that show up that face shows up again from, oh, oh uh, the yeah, Tower of Battle. yeah the proto mask yeah. yeah, which is just kind of weird um it's cool that the the encounters have lit up a little bit mm-hmm. uh, because they it feels like they know like okay like let's we're gonna do some plots, yeah you know uh here so thank goodness Mm -hmm. and this makes way to kind of a lab um, as you uh, as you're going through and eventually um, the mysterious girl pops up and she's got a Bahamut um, and you fight them as a boss mysterious girl with Bahamut yes If you want to get Bahamut back, you need to have radio with you. Um, yeah, and this is a very
0: difficult fight because uh, uh, the mysterious girl—you can't really harm her, you can't take her out, and she'll
1: be lobbing spells at you while Bahamut is charging up for uh, for mega flares. Yes. Yeah. Um, so you're going to slow down Bahamut. Mm-hmm. You know, as as usual, you want to slow down that that mega flare. Uh, that, uh, that happens. Yeah. Uh, and the, um, the
0: added complication here is that you cannot put up reflect because before he does his mega flare. Um, the mysterious girl uses black hole, which will take down all of your buffs, including reflect.
1: Yeah, yep. A little bit frustrating. Um, so you, you know you're just trying to do enough damage, you know, to this point survive and also do enough damage mm-hmm. because eventually, if you do that, uh, Leviathan and Asura will join you and turn Bahamut back against mysterious girl. Yes. Who will breathe fire all over her and uh, destroy her? Destroy that one of her. <laughs> yeah, that that copy. Yeah. Um,
0: if you if you do not have um, Leviathan and Asura then bahamut will just die at the end yeah. of this um you have to have Ridia in your party uh, in order
1: to even do this fight otherwise it would be an instant death yes yeah. um yeah uh as you continue moving forward you get into a weird um alien resurrection ex room ex <laughs> room full of mysterious girls and tubes mm-hmm. uh some in tubes some not in tubes yeah some of them are um, just walking around and you learn their name yeah
0: they are collectively uh, the main ad
1: Yes, which is a thing. It's like a water dryad, um, I believe. The um, yeah, and uh, one of them you find uh, one of the girls who is not uh, aggressive, right? She's younger, like yeah, younger and kind of mind wiped, and uh, will
0: will listen to you. Yeah, she's just waiting for orders. And a lot of the other ones who are like wandering around saying, you know, we are many from one or one from many. Um, all of that she um this this young one hasn't really received any programming at all so um delightfully what they tell her to do the order that they give is okay be a good girl yep and she does
1: <laughs> yep <laughs> she waits patiently um she does i i i don't know she ends up becoming like not even an important part of the story mm-hmm. she just ends up she's part of the epilogue yeah and i don't uh i don't really get it you know yeah. Like, yeah. Do, you, do you, like, what does, what does, uh, what is her name when she comes back? It's like, uh, QR, QR, Okay. I don't know what QR adds to the story really. Yeah. This seems like a, this is a weird touch. Yeah. Um, I guess, you know, some kind of grand statement or not grand statement, some kind of side statement about not being a function of your programming and being able to be redeemable, I guess. But the game up until this point has not been about that. Right. Right. So yeah. like, um, it's weird. Yeah. That's strange. Yeah. yeah. Um, Yeah. So uh, you continue You find a room that is full of all these crystals, um, including crystals you don't recognize. Right. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, continue further. You're like, and you're descending into the heart of this planet. Like we're almost like literally to the center of this moon. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get to, we find this pod in the middle of the room. Yeah. Uh,
0: It ends up being a fight. Like, okay, well, we're going to destroy this thing. <laughs> Uh, not really knowing what it's going to do. Um, and the, you know, this is a, like a multi-phase thing. Like this game ends just with a gigantic fight. Almost. Um, the first part of which is attacking this thing that, that does not attack back until the plate flies off of the front of it.
1: Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a it's half set piece, half actual fight. Right. Um, once that plate comes off, uh, it reveals this, this uh, character, this monster called the creator, which is this white kind of like dog, like monstery, but also kind of holy, you know, looking like pristine looking in that weird way. Like, like alien
0: untouched way.
1: Yes, yeah. alien untouched is a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, and he reveals the, the plot, essentially yeah. the plan, what he's doing, what's happening.
2: Yeah.
0: So his civilization, his species, you know, where he lived on his planet long ago, they, you know, evolved so quickly that they uh, kind of destroyed their planet and locked themselves away in ships to fly off. And find a new place to live. Kind of similar to the Lunarians, actually. Um, but because of being locked away, they stopped evolving, stopped getting better. You're just going to have to get used to evolution being a plot point in this uh, in a weird nonsensical way. But, you know, it makes sense. They just put themselves in a dead end. And he is the only survivor. And so as a as a way to kind of figure out how to survive, how to you know live past his species, what the creator has set out to do is... Um, try and jumpstart evolution to be this spark and to use the universe at his disposal as this kind of test bed. So he's gone around, seeded all of these different planets and all of these um, uh, civilizations with crystals in order to kind of confer upon them technology and power sources and things like that. But these crystals are also data collection units. And so. As these civilizations play themselves out, some of them succeed, some of them fail. Regardless, uh, the creator goes back and reaps what he has sown, um, destroying the planets themselves because he cannot let the universe be clogged with these imperfect specimens and reclaiming the crystals so he can pull the data off of them to, again, further his experiment.
1: Yes. So that is what crystals are in Final Fantasy games. (laughs) um essentially. Right. So yeah, I mean I'm not being flip, like that's the the reveal. <laughs> yeah, here. That, that, that's, that's what the, they're yeah. saying. Yeah. Yeah, is that they, you know, some some race of like a celestials or like super beings mm-hmm. have placed them there as amazon echoes. Right. Um and then you fight. Yeah. Um, you know, the first phase creator one here um only does counterattacks, but when uh it does it does flare mm-hmm. when it does it and kind of adjust based on what you're doing, so it's matching your moves. Right. There. It's a cool. Rampel um, they haven't really done that. <laughs>
0: before yeah. yeah um and in this game or in this mini series that they've done um it's a long fight like all
1: these fights are way too long i think yeah the the end of this is i'm not super super down with as far as fights yeah you know i think um, some of the stuff leading up to this has been much better um
0: than this yeah um the second phase here you know as he decides to start uh you know powering up you know pulls his little sephiroth becomes more humanoid um, and yeah. this is the real fight. This is where he is the aggressor using, uh, new attacks on you, um, in order to uh, do this, uh, and, uh, mostly casting a lot of spells.
1: Yeah. Um, and again, just kind of, you know, kind of shades of the final fantasy four thing where it's like, there's not so much to it. There's not so much of a gimmick to this. It is just an aggressive, you know, keep your guys up, heal a lot, mm-hmm. you know, and you'll be okay. You know, there's 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 certain things he'll counter with things that are going to be more kind of devastating to you, so you might want to stay away from that. Um, and it is an endurance test. Yeah, and that yeah, you know, that's pretty much what you're doing. Right. So eventually sure you get through it.
0: Yeah. Um. And it this gives way into the final phase. It breaks out of that and uh, t- goes back into dialogue where you know he says, "Oh, you fools! You you've exposed me to the air." my mutations are going to settle in and he turns into, you know, a massive tumor beast. The sprite in the PSP version of this is super dorky. Um, it it the, looks like it's in a different style.
1: I'm I'm looking at them. I'm looking at the different versions of this, the DS version, the DS style one is worse. Oh geez. Uh, it, have you seen that? It looks like a, like a bad fish. he has <laughs> <It's> got human <laughs> teeth. It's got human teeth and lips and then like big fish eyes and a, a big gory throat with full spikes. It oh, is geez. very bad. Yeah, no, that is that extremely is, bad. That is terrible. Oh my god. Wow. Yeah, that's one of the dorkiest bosses in video game history. Jesus. Wow, he's got like a little weak little beard too. Yeah. <laughs> that's incredible.
0: Yeah. Oh no. Um
1: pretty pretty bad. Um that- it's much better. It, but, yeah, it's, it could be better. I still don't like really how this thing looks so much. No, the the, uh, yeah. the, the, weirdly this
0: doesn't, um, this doesn't show the, there has to be a page that has the WiiWare sprite because that was much better. It was much more Kefka-esque. The PSP one is in a different style. It's got all these weird little smears on it almost. Mm, yeah. yeah. I don't know.
1: It's weird. I mean, you know, Final Fantasy Four boss turns into a tumor. <laughs> you know, I guess that's what's going to happen. Right. Right.
0: You have to use a crystal, like one of the ones you gathered in order to, uh, in order to make it vulnerable. Um, and it's wrinkle aside from the fact that this is a, just a desperately way too long fight. Um, it's wrinkle is that it will shift its uh, weaknesses.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And there's, you know, there's not really a way to kind of know what that is. So you're either like, and I think it, it, it varies. It's countering too. So if you hit something, it's not weak against, mm-hmm. Um, it does a more harsh counter. Yes, it's pretty frustrating, actually. Like that's a pretty frustrating gimmick. Hmm. Um, I think. Yeah, it was you know, just because it's like there's a huge consequence, and you can also do the thing where you key up an action, and then he switches, yeah. and you hit the wrong weakness, and get a really devastating counter when you were like actually doing the right thing. Yeah, you know,
0: I was I was fine oh. with it. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, I I I'm so sick of this by this point too in the play <laughs> that like. And I'm a little bit like, okay, that's what the crystals are. That's weird. But like, man, am I sick of dialing in commands and watching my little fat guys do stuff. Yeah. Like, so definitely speaking from a, a place of that, like I really needed this to end. Yeah. Um, But you fight him. Uh, you fight him and beat him. Um, well, yeah, I mean, the thing with the weakness thing, too, is just that like it's novel, but it's. It's also not like it's not what most of the bosses are, but it's not like we haven't seen it before. Right, right. You
0: know? Oh well, it's not that, new. I, I I qualified that by saying it's novel for this game. Yeah. In this part of the series. Like you've somebody hasn't shifted like that before.
1: Yeah. Not not here. Right. It's just something it's it's not you know, it really does I the one thing another thing I will say about the after years is it does really push the limits of the ways you can have boss variety in this engine. hmm Um and shows those. So like I think it does as much as you can with that. It's just you can't do all that much with that, right? You know, so it ends up being a lot of like very, very minor changes, and even within a short amount of period, a lot of repetition. Mm-hmm. You know, in those gimmicks. Yeah. So, um, yeah. after you beat him, you know, um, he says, uh, "Yeah, the the moon is going to you know come down around me." Basically, yes. Um, so you retreat. Essentially, you make your way out of this this area. And this isn't really a challenge so much. It's not like a Metroid, you know, you have a timer thing. Mm -hmm. It is more of a set piece that you're doing. Um, As you're running, he will kind of catch you. Yes. Um, And you will have to to run from him uh, again and again, similar to Ifrit. Yes. Um,
0: His attacks do damage to himself. Like he metastasizes, he destroys. He's only incidentally doing damage to you. The idea being that, like, he is growing out of control and chasing you down
1: these uh, corridors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The elevators no longer work right so you are making your way manually back through here right not all the way through all 30 floors but yeah um, um once you get to the 24th floor uh your good girl is there yes so
0: so along the way the different main ads uh, have turned on their creator and are you know trying to destroy it trying to keep it back from you um basically asking like how could you using spells to try and protect you etc and how... yes your good good girl is there How
1: um, did did I miss something that is why they decided to turn on their creator? Mm. It felt arbitrary in the moment and feels arbitrary now, but I wonder if there is something that I I skipped. I can't think of a justification for it. Yeah, it is like this is a mess. And again, I'm not trying to beat that drum, but like it is so, you know, just I don't know. Like, it is an interesting idea in the grand scheme of things, but as a, a plot, like, this is definitely as a Romas figure. Like, we haven't mm-hmm. been dealing with this character up until this point. And then all over all the lieutenants uh, betray him. Mm-hmm. We didn't do anything. We didn't, like, you know, we didn't make that happen. It just kind of happens. Yeah. So, you know, fine, I guess. You know, it, it's a, you make your way out. The, the main ads that are there help you escape. Mm-hmm. Um, And because you have the the good girl with you, um, you're able to kind of make it out. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, and this begins the, uh, it, be, it begins the epilogue, uh, the the, yeah. the actual ending, the moon, you know, you escape, you're on the lunar whale, um, you know, the moon begins to leave. Yes.
1: Um, yeah. <laughs> and
0: uh, the moon begins to leave. It, it, it would have been ridiculous if the moon actually broke apart and then it's all of a sudden world of
1: ruin. Guess what? Third <laughs> act. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And now you fight all the bosses from Final Fantasy 7, 8, uh, <laughs> and in every single boss from final fantasy 11 <laughs> um a 70 floor dungeon yeah um i, I don't like, the epilogue of this is you get out and things go turn back to peace right yes yeah so like leonora um turns away from
0: being an epaute. you know she wants to fulfill a's dream of being a sage um callum yeah. and Purim, they take over for the elder uh you know like it's the it's like the elder says hey it's time for me to for me to give up and for you guys to take over, um, Palom's like you're not, you're not. This isn't your last word or anything, is it? He's very. It's it's pretty funny. Yeah,
1: <laughs> like, and and it is. Yeah, he's he's going. <laughs>
0: um, let's see here. Uh, uh,
1: becomes a dragoon. Yes, Besides yes. Join
0: the Red yeah. no, Well, no, uh, Se- Seador, um still wants to be a Red Wing, uh, but Kane has taken over um, uh, the Red Wings, which have been demilitarized. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been uh, they've been dismantled. Like they are, they've, they've, they've turned from the Marine Corps into the Peace Corps. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, Luca continues trying to, trying to train up mid. So you know, Sid has you know said like, "Hey, you're the
1: master now," and his grandson will now study under her. Mm-hmm. Um, the four ninjas uh, tell their master that they like him. So <laughs> they, they, you know, they still like him, rest right. master. <laughs> um, he kind of rolls his eyes, but he. I think he kind of says like yes i will be a, a ruler mm-hmm. at this point yeah so. yeah
0: like his his seneschal has been uh, has been very uh kind of beleaguered <laughs> Like yes. oh, when, are you, when are you going to actually be a king um, yes. but he decides to take uh to take responsibility for it um edward and harley continue to rule dancian mm-hmm.
1: and and just fuck like <laughs> like, like have to make the best love yeah, they just like the, really, the, really go at it. The
0: sweetest, sweet desert
2: love.
1: Yeah. Um, I think that at some point a ghost version of Tella and Tella's daughter tell him to move on. Yeah. that's this point, right? Yeah. Like a, a force ghost shows up and tells him to, to fuck her.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> makes, <laughs> makes very crude gestures.
1: I'm surprised they animated those sprites like that. Yeah. It's very <laughs> weird. I'm um, good the thing where edge turns to the camera and like shakes his wags his finger or Edgar wags his finger yep. it's like that except it's not like that <laughs> so <it's laughs>
0: uh radia has adopted qr and is trying to teach her to be a human you know because for, she
1: for, for reasons
0: uh you know she, yeah. she, she she was also she also has a strange strange origin and provenance you know yeah um and uh, Edge has done something very nice. He has reached out to uh, to Leviathan and Asura, even though Rydia can't go back to the Fey March. You know, there's no reason they can't um, they can't visit. Is it her?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, guys, Jesus Christ, um, this whole time. Yeah,
0: and you know, Edge and Rydia have kind of always been a thing. This is uh, a bit of a nod toward them possibly moving closer to each other.
1: Yes. For, so for Final Fantasy IV: The After After Years, when we deal with their kid, yeah in uh, the world-ending threat.
4: Yeah.
0: And then Golbez, having, you know, visited his father's tomb, has decided that he needs to get into the Lunar Whale and go searching for the original moon, or where the Lunarians are, to see if
1: Busia is still alive and all of the slumbering Lunarians are still around. See if he's the last of his of his kind or not. Right. Yeah, and then uh, Cecil and uh, and Rosa rule peacefully. I'm pretty sure. Like, yeah. I think that the, the, the final scene is them together, just kind of being king and queen. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's Final Fantasy for the After
0: years. Yeah, there's some question yeah. as to you know whether they can continue as the uh, you know as they have, with knowing the true nature of the crystals and the, the the role that they serve. And they conclude that like, well, I mean, it's been going okay. Now we still have them. And I yeah. saw something. and, well, oh, go
1: ahead. <laughs> and the, well, and they killed the thing that was going to go reclaim them and ruin destroy the universe. Right, right. You know, so like maybe it would come back because of video games, but mm-hmm. you know they they have a reason to feel at least a little bit of security. Yeah, having destroyed that threat, I would think. Yeah,
0: and that's the after years.
1: That, that is after years. I mean, I, I don't need to. Like, I've, all my generalities were in the main episode. I think, mm-hmm. you know, so I don't. I don't need to, to harp on anything. Yeah. I don't know uh, that I have anything else
0: to say about it. I am um, happy that we did this, even if it was trying. Um, I've, you know, I think that uh, kind of like with uh, what Kingsfield Four or something like that. Um, a number of things like by making, <laughs> we have made ourselves a resource for this. I don't think anybody should play this unless they are really, really. Willing to accept the things that we talked about, you know, um, Yeah, you've gotten the value out of this. What you haven't gotten is that slow dawning of realization as things get stranger and stranger and you learn the true nature of what's happening in uh, the final dungeon. But you know what's happening, what's happening with these characters. And you don't have to go
1: through the slow uh, titration that they do drip by drip, yeah. getting it to you. And, and you can have the, um, you know, you can consider the idea that is presented here and decide if you like it. You know, which is, is, is also valuable. Yeah. It, it comes down to, I mean, I guess it's like, it, it's like all things, right? Where it's like, it's just where you weight, or how much weight you place on the, the good versus the bad, mm-hmm. you know? So if it's like, if the things that are, that are lousy about this don't sound like they would bother you, mm-hmm. you know, because there's, you know, just like kind of fans of the grind. Like, no, that's good. Like, I just kind of want to get through it. Like, yeah you know, then I, th- I could see you digging it. Yeah. Fans you know, of the just... grind
0: or people who it just doesn't bother them.
2: You know,
1: yeah.
0: like I think those are two separate things for me. It wasn't that big of a deal because I had decided to set aside time to do this a this time. And previously, you know, I was, you know, still down with final fantasy for combat.
1: Yeah. And even, even if it's not just the grind though, there's also like the story elements that you have to kind of, again, you have to, even on every level, there's something that undercuts itself. Yeah. So like, If the combat, even if you're into the combat, like you do spend a lot of time fighting the same things, even before that final dungeon, Mm -hmm. you know, in the same dungeons, the same uh, fights. If you're down for this character stuff or the grand plot, you still have to deal with the pacing of the first half and the weird deus ex machina that is the lieutenant's turning against the creator in the end. Yeah, You know, like it is it is objectively a mess. It's just whether you think that the the good things about it out. That weigh the bad. Like if you weight those higher, yeah, or yeah. weight those heavier, I think yeah.
0: I mean, what happened to me, you know, in the journey from two thousand and nine to here was that the the wrinkles, you know, the bad stuff faded away, and all I was left with was the memory. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. the memory of the really cool stuff, like the thing that nobody ever talked about. The thing I before this had to speak about in very vague terms because I placed a very high value on getting to that and experiencing it for yourself because presented, on its face, um, by itself, it can come across as a very stupid thing, as opposed to something that does make you st- stop and consider it. You know, in the moment, right. it, it might still end up being stupid, but at the very least, in the moment, it is like worthy of huh, consideration. Yes, yeah. um, <laughs> you know. So that that was what I was left with after all the other stuff faded away, and wanting to be a champion for something that just, you know, like we talked about last time, has been completely roundly dismissed by everybody, yes. rightfully so. In a lot of ways, but it should be getting its due
1: in terms of at least describing the way that it fell down. Yes. From like from people like us. Yeah. Like it is nobody's responsibility to play this. However, people who reviewed the game Mm -hmm. should at least played it enough to be able to say what's wrong with it without just kind of saying conventional wisdom is this is shit. Mm -hmm. Uh, And conventional wisdom is correct. Right. You know. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It is good. I was going to say, like, you know, what a, a, a way that we would have found more common ground. On this, because you know, we're we're adults, we don't fight mm-hmm. about video games. Um, but this is one of the most like times I think we've disagreed mm-hmm. uh the most on things. Um uh and one of the ways that I think this story could have been uh presented has a little bit to do with medium. Mm-hmm. Like some of the stuff, like if this had been done as like a comic or like a Nintendo Power backup strip mm-hmm. or something like that, I think I would have liked it a lot more. Oh yeah. I think I think that there's a there's a cool way to get across some of these ideas without doing them in the medium that like the medium this is in doesn't no favors because they needed to have dungeons. You need to have dungeons to do a JRPG. Those things cost money. They're going to reuse assets. Yeah. You know, like a lot of the kind of pitfalls this falls into, um, are because of like just resources, Mm -hmm. you know, like this, this, it ends up having the impression of something that was kind of done on the cheap. Yeah. You know, like it, it feels like a cheap product. Whereas you could do that in a, a medium that has lower cost because you can just kind of make whatever you want. Yeah. Make it a manga. It been... Put like, yeah, like yeah. do it do it do it black and
0: white. Make it like like make it super cute. Do whatever you need to do. Um, put it there. Like if you yeah. wanted to mimic the uh mimic the appeal of a manga waiting for this and putting it out there, like no, make, it <laughs> yeah, make it a manga. Yeah, make <laughs> like, yeah, it a manga.
1: And there's me saying this, yeah. like, it's, it's
0: <laughs> Make like, this just comics. Don't like... Yeah, no, I know. I'm just, I'm, I know. I know. I'm
1: just saying it is. It is very funny for me to be like, man, I wish this was or even an anime. Like, yeah, man, I wish this was an anime. Oh, This would
0: be a terrible anime.
1: I would not. It would be actually be really, really every single time the mysterious girl showed up. It, they would show her like footstep mm-hmm. on the side. She would slowly walk. Then it would be like a pan across reaction shots. of Everyone going oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. as she showed up and it would just happen again and again and again yeah, and again. Yeah. And again. Yeah. yeah. You're right. But I don't think it,
0: the medium doesn't do any favors because they are not doing any favors to us with the medium.
1: Yeah. It is not taking advantage of its medium uh very well. Um I mean it eventually does but in general in consistency, mm-hmm. uh, consistently no. Yeah. Um yeah, so it ends up, it's a weird product. Like, it is, uh, has that interesting thing about it. And at the base of it, it is still Final Fantasy IV JRPG contact, combat, mm-hmm. which, like, bottoms out is, like, kind of functional. Yeah. It doesn't mean I have an unlimited appetite for it, but mm-hmm. it's not an abject suffering material. It's not no. like playing NES yeah. X Men. <laughs> right. You know, it, it plays. Yeah. It's just too much of it and not interesting enough for long enough. Yeah. You know, so it, it ends up becoming, like, if I think about it structurally, whereas, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a way to plot and pace a story. I think it's one of it's in a bottom part of games we've done. Mm-hmm. Like this as a story, the way this is uh, pro- projected or presented, I think is, is real Bush league. Yeah. Uh, but it has that kind of core level of competence above it that makes it not uh, bewilderingly, you know, like it's not, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's not, it doesn't, it's not as God. I mean, I guess it is as God's backing and some of that stuff it's <laughs> down there, but it's not, it's still, you know, it, it, the, the, the moment to moment bottoms out at a, you know, at a relatively like level. Level. Yeah, yeah. It, it, know, it, I, I, I don't guess. think
0: it. I don't think it falls below serviceable in the moment. I think that structurally
1: it is a fucking nightmare. It, you know, in and they're, in they're, aggregate, it becomes below serviceable for me, but not yeah. in the moment. Right. Right.
0: Yeah. You know, are you're, you're, you're still doing this very basic thing. It just, you know, again, it it, it depends on your appetite. You know, and uh-huh. I will I will repeat. No, you know. I don't recommend people play this. You can get the ideas out of it. I, you know, like I, I value that slow reveal, but not enough to say, like to enforce it and to continue talking about, it, this is probably the last time we're going to mention it. Unless we, you know, use this as a point of comparison for yeah, something. That reminds else. us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, however, if you are going to take the plunge for fuck's sake, dear God, do not play this right after final fantasy four.
1: Yeah. And um, spread it out. Like give yourself yeah. a lot of time, play this yeah. over the course of like a year. Yeah. You know, um, it's also something since you're doing that kind of basic thing, it's like uh, you have to think, what does Final Fantasy four gain from this mm-hmm. to, you know, it's a sequel. So every sequel has to answer, do I need to be mm-hmm. right? Like, am I, is this a, a crass cash in or is this a story that needed to be really be continued? And like, I feel like Final Fantasy four tells like a pretty good, complete story. Mm-hmm. You know, like I understand the temptation of just like liking the characters and wanting to spend a little bit more time with them. hmm. But this, like, the story was done. The story was good, you know. It it was coherent and and complete, and and I have a lot of affection for it. Yeah, you know, I just don't, I don't feel like this reflects on or adds very much to that story. Yeah, it's it's kind of like just a, you know, and this other thing happened. Yeah,
0: I know. I fall on the other side of that because I like seeing, uh, I like seeing the way that these characters be like. Either deal with their kids or um actually run their kingdom. I think that there that there there is more for this at the at the character level.
1: It's like the thing I would have wanted from like a wiki or like somebody releasing like the 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 Final Fantasy IV Atlas or something like that. Yeah. That had this information, you know, in it. So I'd be like, oh, this is like, oh, this is how magic works yeah. in this world. But it ends up not being central to the story. Like it feels like trivia. Yeah. And some of it's interesting trivia. But it, it it doesn't feel essential. Yeah, I don't think this is a cash
0: grab. I think that this came from a genuine place, uh, by the you know by the creator, um, not the creator in the game. Yeah. This came from a ge- <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, we need to talk. Like it is
1: the creator's I, not I, I, real, buddy. I, 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 I know. <laughs> I know you like this game, but it's, I, know. I know you have an Amazon Echo.
0: But <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> several. Yeah. Um, no, but I think this came. This comes from a genuine
1: place from uh, Takashi Takeda. I think that that is uh, uh, a true thing. I should look up some interviews or something because it's got to be, if it came from a true place, I want to know what the idea was like what the, the, you know, and, and how, I mean, it's it's really hard to find people answering criticism Mm -hmm. of things, especially things that are very commonly criticized. Yeah. You know, um, but I'm, I, and I understand, right? Like nobody wants to kind of get beat up for this thing. You like, nobody tries to make a bad game. Mm -hmm. Nobody uh, wants to be kind of like dragged through the coals for something they made. Um, but I would love to just like have a frank discussion where you could be like, yeah, this is what we were going for. But this happened. Yeah. You know, because the alternative that's like, no, this is exactly what I think this was supposed to be feels unfathomable to me.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't be able to understand that. I would have no yeah. I would have no
1: um, frame of reference for processing that. I, I And it's just it, it sucks that like the way that uh, specifically like studio culture, like we never get postmortems like that. Mm-hmm. uh from japanese games like it's very rare yeah every I'm... once in a while there's like an a, a Wada asks or something that we'll talk about in a nintendo game but like mm-hmm. you don't get like gdc talks no no about this stuff the way you do with western games so like i, I... would love to see like what the fuck happened man yeah i, I want to know <laughs> like i yeah. want that
0: information yeah, yeah. Uh, you know I, I I mostly because i think people could learn from it you know yeah i, th- I think that i think that there are you know like this is an early mobile game, you know. It's it's. I think the first mobile game we've covered on the show, at least one yeah. that began in that way, like and it springs from a different kind of design ethic. You know, it was likely designed for that. You know, and that is you know it it lays itself out there like. And this was I mean, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Like app development was happening around that time, but it was well before mobile games or you know app development was as prominent of an industry as it is today. You know, and it became this became an entirely different thing. Like as a case study in how a gigantic project like this designed for mobile could succeed or fail, I want to see the way the way things differed then to the way they differ now.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. it, It it definitely can function as like an object lesson. Um and it is interesting from a critical perspective to look at how uh medium informs game design, you know, for for worse in this case, or in a way it reminds me of like so the idea that this was made to be like, "Hey, this is the only thing you can play for a month," mm-hmm. you know, and we're going to pace it as as such, reminds me um, of having an impact that's not the same kind of impact, but the same degree as like free to play, yeah. where I'm like, "Oh, this has different concerns." Yeah, than than an actual game, and like you have to take that into account, but there are ways to do that. Yeah, uh, more successfully. It's just the same way that there are free to play games that are not predatory and awful.
0: Yeah, sometimes you get a Plants vs. Zombie Two or a or a uh, uh, gosh, Super Street Golf, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's good. Like, it's like, oh, this is not uh, this is not evil. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is evil, but it just doesn't, you know, that that uh, that kind of conceit. I'm, I'm happy we can agree this isn't evil. It's not evil <laughs> and it exists. Those are the two things that we've managed. Yeah. <laughs> That's our common ground. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it is, uh, it does suffer from that. Uh-huh. The game design is worse because of the medium they decide to make it in. I agree. You know, so... I don't. Th- I don't think episodic is on its face a bad idea. This implementation of it was.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: it's just it's hard to do, and I don't know whether. Uh, I wonder if there is a way to have the budget to do an episodic JRPG, mm-hmm. because apparently, like the money, you know, there, there was some kind of motivation in reusing quite as much content as they reused. Yeah, and I think for an episodic JRPG to work, you need to not do that. I mean, we're so, gonna, like we're going to find out
0: with uh, the Final Fantasy VII remake.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm real curious about that. It's going to definitely have a lot more budget to it. But uh, I am. I am skeptical of that remake as well. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's part of this because like modern square. I'm like less interested in than I was as a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm still I'm whole. You know, I am I have an open mind. Yep. Uh, I hope it is good. Yeah. So well. maybe they will, will learn some lessons. Somebody to medium. What can the remake <laughs> Final Fantasy 7 remake learn from the after years? <laughs> well,
0: I'm happy that our friendship can survive us disagreeing about a game.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think I think we're we're getting back on the we had a we had a rough summer, buddy. Yeah. Because we had MGS two as as well. We're like you'll definitely like that a lot more than I do. Yeah. So we're 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 coming around. We're we're gonna find some common ground here. And the nice yeah. thing is the next two months are like all common ground uh relatively sure. Yeah. Or at least like much closer to
0: yeah. people like when we disagree, but like even this, we weren't like yelling at each no, other yeah, like, we're adults yeah we're not gonna like, you're not gonna find you're not gonna find that flavor of conflict with us so. no i don't i
1: don't think less of you because you like this thing i don't like right you know it's just like uh-huh. you know um yeah. that would be crazy <laughs> um but it, it is fun to to not have to it's fun to get mutually excited about stuff. yeah as well which I'm, I'm glad that that is in our future mm-hmm. um we have also and i i've mentioned that i talked about this on slack but i just want to set an expectation for listeners like uh i'm jrpg out pretty bad Yep. So when people are throwing suggestions at us and stuff, there's one other one we have on the docket because it is an executive produced one. Mm-hmm. And then I want a long break from this genre. Yeah, because uh, I'm I'm dying. <laughs> <So> <laughs> like I, just, it, It's it sounds like the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Like picking up this sounds like something I, I never want to do. Mm-hmm. So um, and the next one that we do is like interesting. And after that long break, the next one after that cannot be a basic. No,
2: you no, know, abs- basic abs- ass
1: JRPG. Like, absolutely not. We've done the 16 bit. JRPG-esque, JRPG esque J R P G uh I have my my full my fill for a while. Yes. Not forever. Yeah. You know, someday we'll get to Chrono Trigger, but like <laughs> it's gonna be a little while, I think. Yeah.
0: Hey, hey, hey Gary, I'm gonna bleep this out. Uh what's the one you keep talking about us doing that is exactly um, produced?
1: Uh it's the one it's a uh...
0: well hope you enjoyed that snippet of classical gas. I was just I was confused as to what as to what Gary <laughs> like was talking gas.
1: about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> See? uh so next month uh september yes uh 180 yep
0: no
2: no 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 bat
0: month so uh we are doing um the sunsoft batman game uh yes. the one for nes gary said this is the hardest game we've covered
1: for the show i think it is <laughs> i i had a very hard time with it i gave myself reasonable checkpoints i didn't want i didn't like save scum it uh-huh but like at you know at at sub-levels uh, I gave them and it is, uh, you do some, some real top tier, uh, precision, precision, precision platforming Yeah, near the end of that. And the Joker is hard. <laughs> uh, that boss fights, sucks. it is very difficult. <laughs> um, yeah. um,
0: and then after that, we are covering, uh, by poll result, we're doing a two part episode on Arkham Asylum. It's not mm-hmm. a very, um, long game. However, it
1: is pretty story rich yeah it's story rich, it's dense, and we're gonna talk about um a lot of generalities of that because that was uh that kind of created a weird little subgenre mm-hmm. you know that combat has become like oh like oh, it's Arkham. yeah, you know people you can say that now is shorthand, so like it's a big deal mm-hmm. um and an interesting game in its own right yeah, uh, that I'm looking forward to uh to talking about yeah um yeah, uh could do we announce next month now?
0: Um, I think that we should, um, and we can, we can, we can disagree on this if you would like, I think it would make sense to announce the, uh, the, 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 month, um, like that would be October to do that during the letters episode. So people will tune in.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. So stay tuned. We will talk about October yeah. in letters. Yeah. So we can and talk about November yeah. in those letters. Yeah. So yeah.
0: we, so we can talk about like, we, we can remind people of what, like the next month is at the beginning of any given month at the end of the month we can say what is after the coming
1: month okay that works for me um so chill out jackals we'll tell you soon <laughs> it's exciting um, like uh, october yeah. is going to be fucking amazing I, i'm really excited about it too yeah. it is we're we're back on the same page baby like this is this is going to be this is going to make up for 10 million after years um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean like, we're,
0: we're probably not going to be on the same page about one
1: of them but <laughs> oh interesting yeah we'll, yeah. we'll have to believe that okay, I, had a, I had a bad experience uh, recently uh, with one cool cool now play classical gas um which one which one is it not to (laughs) um yeah so we we're doing that very exciting um we have the rest of the year planned out uh more or less Mm -hmm. and it's all good stuff yeah um we talked about an executive produced episode what is that cole well, executive produced episodes are things that
0: people uh, can do via our Patreon. Very generous backers are um, giving us money. And after they give for a period of about three months, uh, we pull in and we get them to uh, tell us what game to play.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it'll be a conversation. It's not, you know, you cannot commit acts of violence to us. So it cannot be a thing where like, oh, you said you didn't want to play JRPGs again. Eh? Well, now do Dragon Quest Eight. Ding, 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 ding. Um you know that that uh, that cannot happen but we will have a discussion with you yeah. about it and we'll find something that makes us both happy. Yeah. Uh, um, happy.
0: In the past these conversations have been very breezy just give give us a couple of options and we talk about it it's fine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um the uh, there are other things you can get from patronizing us. I'm going to patreoncom T V. Um guesting on Abduct Suffering, picking Abduct Suffering, is getting extra episodes of Abduct Suffering. Um choosing a theme for a month. Mm -hmm. of watch over variables like your bats month Mm -hmm. um lots of different things you can do and you can get lots of rewards um get episodes early uh and there are new shows and other things we want to do um as we mentioned um the most recent one is that we put out a a pilot for heartbeat city Mm -hmm. um, the love and relationship uh podcast we're going to do and we also put out the first of our duck ventures um, which we uh, did as part of something called Joll Aid, which was a charity uh, drive we did for our friend Jolla. Yeah. Um, and that is something that uh, has those kind of regularly show up in our Patreon journey. So mm-hmm. when we get to certain milestones, we're going to do one of those as a kind of celebration and release them for all. Yes.
0: Yeah. Um, so once again, that is at patreon.com slash duck Thank you. Uh, it is, you know, really beneficial. Like it helps us out a great deal, um, especially as we make this shift toward doing um, more frequent um watch out for fireballs episodes yes
1: yeah and and uh you know uh kind of like beefier ones mm-hmm. this has been a beefy month it has um that <laughs> month will be less beefy but still beefy. i mean
0: trust me you, you seen some of those character models in uh, arkham arkham asylum yeah exactly beef boy yeah
1: uh beef boy returns <laughs> um <laughs> beef boy begins um <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. what's that extra so, beef for that's <laughs> where byo beef boy begins <laughs> <laughs> yeah so bring your own beef boy begins uh as we we come back week after week um yeah i think that's it yeah uh yeah ratings reviews um what should they watch out for Cole?
0: um i i mean I, I, th- th- this is hard watch out for that crazy space tumor fish with a beard I, i'm looking at this i can't look away gary this creator it's model. real bad it's super exactly. bad
1: <laughs> it's amazing i feel like it's like a it's like a bad spore (laughs) thing like it's like shitty spore yeah umbasa
0: umbasa